Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 162 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful loaded jam-packed Friday of bets. Now we have an absolutely electrifying show to dish out for you here today, but before we get into that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Hey, if you are watching on YouTube or one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit the subscribe button there, like, follow, whatever the case might be. But if you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the TTL crew. However, if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that bad boy there as well. As we always do release the audio of every live show, after that episode is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind. You can find it in your heart to do so. You got a couple extra seconds while we're dishing out some picks, insights, analysis, and everything in between for you here today. Go ahead, hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat. If you are watching live, maybe hit the share button. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, neighbors, anybody that is a good old-fashioned degenerate and likes cash and tickets on the regular because that's what we do here at the TTL pod. And we are for all the first time better to the Daily Degenerate. Come on in. Let's cash some tickets. Last item up on deck. If you are looking for more TTL content, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you're going to locate the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz. However and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 162 on this beautiful November 12, 2021, I am your humble, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cappin Colt Stroker. You better start calling me mid-major Colt, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get into that here in a little while because I got one final duty that I need to complete here on this intro. Now, I have said we, I have said us, I have said TTL crew far too many times already on this show without acknowledging the presence of the man that resides on the pod with me. You know him as the man, the myth, The degenerate gambling legend, and oh, let's not forget, because we need to honor his fandom, the TTL resident Southsider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, R-Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? 
My man, it is Friday. I am feeling fantastic. I don't know about you. It, uh, you know, it's my favorite day of the week. Not because it's the end of the week. It's the beginning of, uh, you know, our best weekends or week days of the week, I should say, as far as Friday, Saturday, Sunday, cash and tickets. Oh, yeah. And you mentioning your mid-major cult. I have to acknowledge you are killing the game. We got my neck of the woods coming down the pipe here at 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The big boys, Villanova and uh, UCLA. I cannot wait for that matchup. But, hey, man, it is Friday. We've got NFL to discuss, which, mm. uh, you know, interesting mm. slate. I've only got a couple so far. Sure. Uh, we've got some college football tonight and tomorrow. I'm inter interested. Uh, we haven't talked too much about tonight's college football slate, you and I, so I'm interested if uh, you've got any opinions on that. But nonetheless, man, I'm ready to rock. Is my uh, new and improved internet new and improved? Woo, new and improved. Now, one thing, partner, need just a little bit more volume on the old microphone of yours okay. over there. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But other than that, you are cooking. You sound great. You sound gorgeous. You look gorgeous. Oh, give me a okay. break. Oh, that, that's what we were looking for right there, pal. So, yeah, I'm looking over here and screen's clear. I can see your eyes before. I didn't even know if you had eyes. Now. Now 100%. He's got eyes, folks. He's got lips. You can make out his face. It is Riley Magnuson, my friends. He is live in prime time. Now, before we tell you what's coming up on today's show, we get into nonsense. We get into rabbit holes. We dish out some value. Everything in between. We are a full transparency show here at the TTL Pod. And that being the case, we must share all of our winners and all of our losers with you. And on some days, it's going to be rougher than others. Some days... You're going to just have to keep sticking with us and having faith in us. And I apologize for those days. But on a day like today, I got no apologizing to do. Oh, my goodness, it's uh, blanking out all over the place. Let's uh, remove that. Don't know why that's happening. I apologize. One second, my friends. We got to redo that. I don't know why in the world it decided it wanted to uh, be doing that nonsense. Holy cow. All right. Now, now, I apologize, my friends, because... I don't have to apologize today because Hello. we did nothing but motherfucking take a cash in. I told you, my friends, get the fucking brooms out of the closet when you come to today's show. I told you that it was going to be a sweep session. Not only did I sweep all three of my mid-major plays, you better start calling me mid-major Colt, but also my partner took care of business with the Clippers minus two and a half. If you backed it any higher than that, you got royally screwed. Thanks a lot, Clippers, but hopefully you tuned in live and you swept all of our best bets. Hell, even the money line dice were hotter than shit two and oh on the day thank they said dice. thank you dice they said okay friends you need to take the raptors plus three but you also need to put a little bit on their money line as well so we did both and my friends did it pay off now little bone to pick here with the two for tight end tutty yeah. thursday parlay mark andrews yeah. gets in towards the end of the game not only did mike Gusecki have seven targets and no receptions Three of those targets were inside of the end zone, not in the red zone, inside of the end zone. So we got royally fucked on that one, or we would have absolutely obliterated the books. It was a six in one day, almost lucky number seven and oh from the TTL crew. We hope you played right along. And my friends, we are starting to feel extremely confident with where we are at. Myself personally, I am absolutely loving the mid-major slate. If you follow me on Twitter, you're watching this on Twitter, you already saw me tweet it out this morning. I love the mid-major slate today. There's some that doesn't really have any value, but I actually got six plays coming at you guys. Now, one, I'm a little concerned about now, the more I see some money coming in on it, but the other five, it is gung-ho. I think we are in the perfect, perfect, perfect spot. 
I'm seeing mid-major like nobody's business. I had a list of 20 games, 30 games here this morning, and I narrowed it down to those. So you know I got the value, kids. As for my partner, he's got the NBA covered. He's starting to laser beam in on them sons of bitches. I'm telling you, swept the board a couple days ago, swept the board last night. He's looking absolutely gorgeous in the NBA. So he's going to continue to do so. We'll go through all of our best bets. I got the aforementioned six. He's got the three, nine picks across today's board. So you're getting value all over the place. Then we will get into today's special play. That is the prime time puppy parlay. Four legs on that bad boy. If you couldn't guess, they're all underdogs, extremely valuable underdogs, paying out at 2,100 odds. Plus 2,100. It's actually above plus 2,100 last time I looked, partner. Uh, yeah, how's about that for a nice uh, Saturday, Sunday bankroll builder? I, I'm blown away. I can't believe how confident I feel in it, but I think we are on the right side. So, actually, I have no confidence. It's not going to the window. We're working <laughs> with a little we're, <laughs> we're working with a little reverse osmosis. Screw yeah, yeah. this special play. It's going to be the worst one we put out all week. There you go. Uh, no money line dice roll today. We'll be skipping that because then we will get into the NFL. Week 10 NFL best bets after we recap all of Friday's picks. You know that uh, we go through all of that since we uh, don't have an additional show. Well, Oh, yeah. Wait, we do have an additional show on Saturdays where we cover everything college football, college basketball for the weekend. So if you came here looking for Saturday plays for college football and college basketball, you ain't fucking finding them. But you can find them right here on our YouTube channel, on our Twitter, or on our Facebook. No podcast directories. Those three locations only. 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow, Saturday morning. For Cup of Joe on campus with me and my partner, break down the entire collegiate football and collegiate basketball slates, drink a cup of Joe with you, and then get on about our Saturday. So, nothing in that regard for today, but we will be getting in the NFL. I got three picks that I have, uh, think I targeted acquired, my friends. And the theme of the day for me, my friends, is we bet numbers, not teams. So y'all remember that as we get going through some stuff here today. Outside of that... Uh, we will, of course, have our mag sidebar, talk a little bit about some leans. Uh, um, excuse me. Um, leans we're looking at as far as NFL, uh, college football today, college basketball today, all of that nonsense. Then we will also um, dive into some of the additional shows, additional content, stuff we got, give you guys some updates, announcements until we see you guys again on Monday. So enough from me. You know what's coming. You know what the drill is. Partner, anything else from you over there, my friend, before we get on with today's show? No, sir, other than the fact that uh, it, I'm, you know, my last intimidation factor here, fantasy football matchup, still got a couple tinkerings to do, but, uh, you know. Hey, the, Rashad uh, Bateman, I think. steam it down the tracks. I think Rashad Bateman was my uh, my good yeah, move nice last night. Ah, yeah. four, 14 points. He needed it. He, well, fuck, in the third quarter, he only had a point. He had like 1.6, and I was yeah. like, oh, Mags yeah. is going to toast me. And then I opened it up this morning, 14 points, pal. So, hey, let's rock and roll, dude. It's, it, it looks like it's going to be a slugfest, especially, especially. I think so. Heard, heard some rumblings. Old B.A. is, quote, unquote, fingers crossed for Antonio Brown starting this week. Uh, Chris Godwin's a little muddy. That's why I. Or it was Chris Godwin. Tinkering. No, yeah, it was Chris yeah, yeah. Godwin. I'm sorry, not Antonio. Uh, yeah, because that's uh, that's fine. Because I I got uh, a decision to make with Dearness Johnson. If he's gonna, he'll just slot right in for Chris Godwin. Otherwise, uh, you know, I've got three running backs to choose from. I don't care. Okay, you got, pal. You got all Any, these boomer look, bust guys. Look, 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 look. This week is all of a boom. No bust, mm. in my opinion. 
and we will save all of this nonsense, the back-and-forth banter for the end of the show, because I got plenty of other shit talk we can get into with that whole entire matchup and how my season has gone. So for now, cut the drama, quit the banter, stop all the nonsense. You could go to every other sports media outlet and get you come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks picks, insights, analysis, rabbit holes, laughs, comedy, motivation, everything in between, but most importantly, running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long it's that time of the year where we cash tickets from the morning to the break of dawn yo so without further ado please make sure you have your nitroglycerin pills on tap make sure you have your caffeine firmly in the grasp to me to you to you over there partner and anybody i might have left out you beautiful gambling people sipping the black elixir of the gods take your sip and let's get on with it Keep trying to do these makeshift clinks. Oh, goodness. Oh, the black elixir is flowing this morning, and it is ready to get into the first segment of the day, my friends. The only way we know how to start it here at the TTL pod. Armax, best bets of the day. Without further ado, turn that volume way up if you haven't already. Get out your sports books. Get out your pens and paper, whatever you need to do to take stock of the legend himself's best bets of the day. And partner, you have the floor. I appreciate you, my man. First two from me coming out of the NBA. Actually, a couple teams that I took a couple of days ago. And I do not think the value has lost these teams quite yet right now. And I think the uh, teams that they're opposing are a little overvalued right now. I'll start with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, facing the Sacramento Kings in Oklahoma City. I've got the Thunder at plus four and a half. I'd be comfortable with this one down to three and a half. Partner, I like fading this Kings team as a favorite of four points or more. They are a lot of people's darlings, including yours, including mine as a dog in some spots. I'll admit uh, but it. That's just the thing. When they're a four-point favorite or more, they are not uh, quite as profitable as they are as a four-point dog or more. Mm. Uh, so I think Sacramento is going to struggle against this defense because they struggle against a lot of defenses that they match up, that the defense matches up well to them. And Oklahoma City is actually playing some really solid defense right now. Thunder have won three straight games. They have covered six of their last seven, all as dogs of three and a half or higher. This is a prime spot for the Thunder to keep it rolling. Their defense from top to bottom, not a lot of names uh, beyond Shagels, excuse me, beyond uh, Shagels, just Alexander. That's a mouthful if you're not ready for it. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but as, beyond him, they've got, I mean, obviously the the Dorger Chamber, Lou Dort, he's going to lock mm. some guys up tonight. Mm. This Kings team, 3-11 and 1 ATS their last, uh, last 15 after allowing more than 125 points in their previous game. When the defense is struggling, it lingers for at least another game or two, and I think that's what we're going to see tonight. I think we're going to see a really solid defensive output from the Thunder and enough uh, enough offense against uh, what I believe is going to be a struggling defense tonight in the Kings. So I, I actually like the Thunder to get this one outright, but you're giving me the four-and-a-half-point cushion. I love this one, to, if not a close game, a big win for the Thunder, in my opinion here, partner. I think I am on the exact same train as you, my friend. I actually, um, this was one that I had on my list. I was going to add it to my best bets. Then I clicked on over to the Action Network app where I follow you at RMAGS in all caps. And I saw that it was on your card for today. And I said, well, son of a bitch, I'm just going to let him put it out on the show and I'm going to back him on it. Well, that aforementioned X, uh, Action Network app, you can also follow me there at cash underscore with underscore Colt and also every single episode of the TTL pods, best bets of the day at Talking the Line. But I digress in that because I think it's an excellent play, my friend, and I do believe I'm going to be sprinkling on the money line as well. But as for right now, 
keep this podcast steaming on down the tracks. Alrighty, so another team, as I mentioned, that I think, uh, in this case more so, I think the uh, the favorite is being overvalued a little too much here. The Mavs and the Spurs, this one mm. also in San Antonio. I'm back in the home team, the Spurs plus the two and a half. Again, I like the Spurs to take this one outright. Dallas has been every single game, I shouldn't say every single game, but a high majority of their games, they've been playing up or down to their opponents, and they've been playing a significant amount of close, close games. To illustrate that, 7-4 and four straight up, 3-8 and eight ATS. They've been uh, you know, taking care of business in certain spots, but because they play so many close games and you know the public loves them, they love the, uh, the popularity of Luka, it's a darling bet for people to hammer in the Mavs whenever they're at a low spread of whether they're a dog or a favorite of this. Uh, of this magnitude here and the Spurs are coming off of a huge offensive output the other night uh I the game that I backed against the Kings that I just talked about where the Kings gave up more than 225 it was to the Sacramento or to the San Antonio Spurs and I maybe not a complete uh drubbing from the Spurs offense but I expect a similar output from those Spurs tonight uh this Mavs defense uh excuse me offense has been extremely consistent that's my uh lack of of glasses and not having big enough on my notes here the Spurs <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs are coming off of a uh, – or the Mavs offense has been extremely consistent this year, partner, uh, really consistently putting up somewhere between 105 and 110 points their last 10 games. And, you know, if they don't do that, it's because they have a really bad offensive night and they're down under 100. But when they're, you know, when they're clipping along like they are – their offense is putting up pretty consistently, 100, 105 to 110 points. And when they're down confident- under 100. Sorry, I had exactly. to get that out. I, I just, I, it came to my head instant- instantaneously. Right. 100%. <laughs> but if you feel confident that their opposing team is going to have a nice offensive night and put up more than 110 points, there's no reason you shouldn't take that uh, that opposing team, especially if that opposing team is a dog. Mm-hmm. So I think this game is mm-hmm. going to be close. If not, once again, a nice outright win for the Spurs and uh, you know five to ten point win for the Spurs. Last thing for me on this one, as far as a trend, Mavs 1-4 ATS on the road this season. If this one was in Dallas, I might be a little different. Obviously, it's not a far travel. Sure. Uh, but you're getting these Spurs fans who love their Spurs no matter what the what they're doing on the court. Uh, once again, I mentioned it the other day, just an <coughs> underrated team, underrated offensive team, just a really balanced team. I think they win a, uh, an outright game here. And if not, it's a close game. And they might even lose by one or two points here to cover that two and a half. So... Give me the Spurs to take care of business against the Mavs once again tonight, partner. Love it. I absolutely love it. I was actually fiddling around adding all of your uh, plays to my uh, bet slip here. Uh, One final closing note for me on the Spurs. San Antonio plus three right now getting a minimal 24% of bets, but a whopping 68% of actual money wagered on the spread. Partner, you're on the sharp side. You're on the right side. I'm backing you too. San Antonio Spurs plus three. What else you got? Alrighty, final play and a half, actually. I am going to the big old matchup in college basketball oh. tonight. Villanova oh. at UCLA. Villanova, as I last caught it, I think a couple different books have it three and a half or four and a half. Comfortable with either one, obviously. But I'm taking the, uh, the Villanova Wildcats plus four and a half, and I'm sprinkling a half unit on their money line, guys. Mm. I am trusting my own intuition, my own opinions as far as Villanova being an undervalued team. And I do like UCLA on the season, but I think they're overvalued. I do not think they're the second-best team in the country. Really like, obviously, they bring a lot of guys back. But that Final Four run that they made, they got extremely hot at the uh, exact right time. They were an 11 seed stumbling into the tournament uh, that lost, I think, their last three or four straight up coming into the tournament. 
and then they obviously figured it out, turned it on, had a huge comeback in the first four. Their night, their uh, their March Madness trip was uh, really close to being over in a blink of an eye, as opposed to a Final Four run. So I don't want to discount them too much here, mm. but I'm really trusting my opinions that Villanova is a top five team, if not one of the best two or three teams in the country, and I think they show up tonight. And you know, despite liking UCLA, I don't think they're a top quite a top five team i think they're around 10 to 15 uh best best team in the country here so that's where i'm uh, uh i'm picking my value here and i think the books are buying into the the rankings there and that you mentioned as far as kansas and michigan state the other night being a similar four and a half point spread i don't think it's the same here i think kansas is that good uh as far as being a top five team and michigan state isn't and you're just having a different case where I think Villanova should be favored in this game, if you're mm. asking me. So I'm going to trust my intuition here and go four and a half uh, cushion for Villanova. And I'm sprinkling on the money line, baby, right around my uh, plus 140, plus 150. So give me the cats to take care of business on the road to kick their season off. You got me convinced, man. I uh, I like Villanova, man, especially with Gillespie coming back. It, it just yes. adds such another layer of depth to their offense and their defense also, too. So uh, you guys might see an additional playoff of this game here after a little while. Who knows? Who's to say? But uh, now you know our mag's third play of the day, Villanova, plus four and a half, as well as a little sprinkle, half unit, on the money line. Partner, anything else you need to dish out, lay down, deliberate about correlate about conversate about anything in between no sir better get your coffee or as you like to say your nitroglycerin pills because this is a late one tonight boys Mm -hmm. it ain't for the vein of heart uh shout out to my uh northern colorado bears last night uh basically what they do man they come out they lay the hammer down and then they just shoot up the three ball chuck up the three (laughs) ball it's what they are it's what they do it's how they are and then they cover by the exact spread that you need more often times than not, it's going to happen. There will be some times we will get giving. burned, but it is the gift that keeps on giving. Partner, appreciate you and your picks. Of course. Let's keep this show steaming on down the tracks. Second segment of the day. My best bets of the day. All right. Well, I got six of these bad boys coming at you. Uh, not going to spend a whole boatload of time because there are some very key critical spots uh, and key critical factors that I uh, actually like rather is what I was trying to say. They're factors um, as to why I like these plays. So first best bet coming from me. We're going to the matchup between the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And we ain't rowing the boat. We're taking Western Kentucky minus three or minus two and a half, wherever it's at. Do your line shopping, but I am more than comfortable at minus three. I think the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers pull away late and might even get this done by eight to ten. Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me later. But you and I both know that Minnesota is the bigger, better brand name team. The better team. Not at all, my friends. Western Kentucky is actually the better team here in this matchup, and let me tell you why. There's a couple of key factors. Their overall rank per Ken Palm, the Hilltoppers come in at 99th in the nation with a plus 7.25 adjusted efficiency margin, whereas the Golden Gophers, 112th in the nation per Ken Palm with a plus 5.76 adjusted efficiency margin. So, Overall rank, they're better there, but offensive and defensive efficiency looms large as well. Western Kentucky, 108th in offensive deficiency, or efficiency, not deficiency, and 105th in defensive efficiency. 
There's another mouthful if you're not ready for it. Uh, that is all per Ken Palm. As for Minnesota, 136 in offense, 103rd in defensive efficiency. Tempo is going to loom large as well. Kentucky's going to get out and run, my friends. 126 in the nation in tempo compared to Minnesota's 174th. Um, I see uh, Western Kentucky controlling it. They're going to get out. They're going to sprint the ball. They're not going to waste a lot of time. Uh, I think they're much similar to what I didn't think Michigan was going to do, but what Michigan did, team that's uh, sticking out of my mind is how I think they're going to play today, really taking those shots about only six, eight seconds into their shot clock, but still putting in a boatload of buckets. Last but not least, looking at the continuity numbers, my friends, Western Kentucky, 196 in the nation in uh, continuity, but Minnesota, 268th. So brand new look to the Golden Gophers. They got a lot of young talent, but not a lot of proven young talent yet. I'm not saying that they won't get good towards the end of the year, but there's a reason that they are a two and a half point dog in this matchup, and it is to get the public to back them. If this was in Minnesota, it's not. It's a neutral site game, my friends. I'd be back in the Gophers, but if it's at a neutral site, there's some key trends and key things I love as to why I'm backing them, so let me lay them down for you. Western Kentucky, 5-2 and two ATS last seven following an ATS loss and 18-15 and f- 18 and 15 ATS last 33 neutral site games. Minnesota, 12-14 and 14 ATS last 26 neutral games, 43-50-2 ATS last 95 following a straight-up win, 3-7 ATS last 10 overall, and 2-5 and ATS last 7 as a dog. The Gophers do not handle business when they are a puppy. Do not buy into it. Hammer the Hilltoppers, and let's get the first ticket of the day, mid-major ticket of the day, to the window at minus 3. I like a partner. I'm going to be hammering this one in. I was uh, this was the first one uh, aside from my play that jumped out to me because obviously I, you guys know me with my Big Ten football and all the same with Big Ten basketball. I was waiting to hear what you had on the Hilltoppers um, because yeah, Minnesota is in a rebuilding spot and they are not that team this year. And mm-hmm. I think you got the right value here. I'm going to I'm going to be backing with you on the Hilltoppers. Let's go. Second best bet of the day coming from me, my friends. Now these are my SoCon darlings. Okay. Oh. These, these are my boys in the SoCon. I got a couple of guys in the SoCon, but I really love me some ETSU, baby. Eastern East Tennessee State. We're taking on plus two and a half against Appalachian State today, my friends. Key factors in this one for me is that ETSU is returning two double-digit scores from last year in David Sloan and Ladarius Brewer. And then they're also bringing in transfer Jordan King, another double-digit scorer. So I think it's going to be raining buckets. Hallelujah. But hey, don't believe me. It's okay. I'll tell you a little bit more. Overall rank, ETSU, 140th in the nation per Kempom with a 3.15 adjusted efficiency margin. App State, 182nd in the nation in overall rank with a negative 1.33 adjusted efficiency margin. So overall, ETSU is the better team across the board. I think they control tempo here today. I think they're going to get out and push App State, and they're not going to allow App State to slow the game way down with their 219th ranked tempo is ETSU, with App State being at 326. So I see the old East Tennessee. I think they're also the Hilltoppers, too. i got to get back familiar with that, but I love ETSU either way. I think they are absolutely going to get out and fast break the 
pickles off of Appalachian State today. Last but certainly not least, efficiency looms extremely large for me too. Appalachian State, 210th in the nation in offensive efficiency, 192nd on the defensive side of the ball. ETSU, 127th in offensive efficiency, 157th in defensive efficiency. So overall, they are just a little bit better of a team, and I will be backing them all day long, getting the two and a half. Again, all those numbers per Ken Palm. But you don't believe Ken Palm, you don't believe me, believe the trends. ETSU, 15-3 and three ATS, last 18 November games, 4-1 and one ATS, last 5. If you don't know, you soon will. I'm a homer for them. Friday games, ETSU, 5-2 and two straight up, last 7 versus Appalachian State. App being extremely overvalued to open up the season here. Appalachian State, 1-5 ATS, last 6 as a favorite. 8 and 18 last 26 ATS as a home favorite and 2 and 7 ATS are the Appalachian State Mountaineers in their last 9 versus the Southern Conference. Give me all of ETSU plus 2 and a half for my second best bet of the day. Tis the Buccaneers, my friend. The Bucks, that's right, the Bucks. Go. Okay, well there you go. You got me interested in them. I think love it. I'll, I think I like this one as well. I absolutely love it. Uh, this one is also one of my better ones of the day. I think we might even see this move down to plus one and a half. Um, it is a four-star play for me, not one of my five stars, just because I haven't seen them play yet, but I do think they have more than enough firepower. Speaking of firepower, let's go to my third best bet of the day, my friends, and this one is a five-star play for me. I absolutely love it, and mid-major Colt is back, my friends. Just have a little bit of faith. I'm going to the matchup between the Wofford Terriers and the Clemson Tigers, and I'm thinking the Tigers ain't got a whole lot of growl in them or whatever the hell a, 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 a doggone tiger does. And I'm thinking the Terrier comes out with a little bit sharper bite than everybody's expecting, if you will. Wofford has more than enough firepower, which is why I mentioned firepower, on the offensive side of the ball. They actually finished last year per Kempom 21st in uh, expected field goal percentage uh Clemson in that exact same stat 173rd so I think that uh, Wofford is going to come out and kind of smack Clemson in the mouth if you uh will so uh or if I do say so myself but if you don't believe me just believe what um uh, Wofford did in their last game they hung 117 on old Bob Jones University to open up the season so it wasn't like that they're just some type of mid-major team that comes out and oh yeah they should be able to hang around they have plenty of offense to go around and plenty to stick with Clemson they also have a much better tempo rank uh, than what I believe or I apologize looking at my uh, yes I'm sorry no tempo 100% uh, they have a little bit faster tempo than Clemson so I think they're going to get out they're going to push the ball a little bit more 291st in the nation uh, in tempo 337th for Clemson so very similar style of ball very slow pace ball but if we're banking on one team to get out and push it a little more often that's going to be Wofford Clemson looked at their continuity stat, 141st in the nation per Ken Palm. This is Brad Brownell's probably least cohesive unit and that he's had since he's been at Clemson. And man, it's one of the units that just does not look as good. They did not look absolutely terrific against Presbyterian to open up the season. They did win 64-53, but they were 18 and a half point favorites. Didn't cover there. I think the markets have just have adjusted accurately. A especially against a much better Wofford team than Presbyterian. Trust me, mid-major Colt is back. I follow these teams very closely. You don't believe me, believe the trends. Clemson, 
one and five ATS last six, one and four ATS last five following a straight up win, one and five ATS last six home games, and one and four ATS last five as a home favorite. Oh, let's not forget my personal favorite trend Clemson, one and four ATS last five Friday games. Wofford, 10 and 2 ATS last 12 following a straight up win of 20 plus points. 4 and 1 ATS last 5 as a dog. 8 3 and 1 ATS last 11 as a road dog. And wouldn't you know, the Road Puppy Terriers are 6 and 2 ATS their last 8 meetings with Clemson. Give me all of the Wofford Terriers plus 7. I'm okay with plus 6.5 as well because it opened at plus 8 and it's quickly dropping. Wofford Terriers plus 7 for my third best bet of the day. I like it, man. I'm interested. I'm a big fan of the old Terriers over there at Wofford. They are always a little under the radar, I believe. Was it last year or two years ago they had a really, really good team? Last year they had an excellent team. Okay, and it's it's almost yeah, it's almost carrying it over. Yeah, they yeah. last year they finished twenty first in expected field goal percent. So right. that's what I thought. They were sick. They were fucking sick, man. So there you go. There you have it. I think they keep it rolling. Next best bet of the day coming from me fourth best bet i'm going to the matchup between wright state and marshall my friends and this line opened up at four and a half now it's down to three some places i snagged it at two this morning because it was plus 100 and i thought it was absolutely ludicrous that it was even that high i'm taking wright state plus three as my official best bet i backed it once again but wright state should be the favorite in this matchup I am telling you, they are a much, much, much better team in a few little key critical areas that you know I'm going to tell you about. As far as overall rank, Wright State, 109th per Ken Palm in the nation, plus 6.05 adjusted efficiency margin. Marshall, just a little bit worse than that, 111th with a 5.84 adjusted efficiency margin. But hey, last time I looked, 109th is better than 111th. And 6.05 is better than 5.84, so why are they favored by three points? I don't think so, my friends. I think Wright State should be favored by at least a point and a half, if not two and a half points. They are going to be running all over each other. I don't care about the tempo in this game. Wright State 69th in the nation, Marshall 6th in the nation. They are going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So where you got to look at is the defense. Who's going to get a few more key stops? How efficient are they on that side of the ball? Well, Wright State holds the edge. 126 in the nation per Ken Palm in defensive efficiency, whereas Marshall just a little bit worse, but still nonetheless, 155th in the nation in defensive efficiency. I think Wright State is a tough, gritty, not I think, I know they are a tough, gritty team. I think they're going to give Marshall all they can handle, and I think they get the outright wins, but I am more than confident in taking the three points, or even if it goes back down to two, because I love the trends. Wright State, 9-1 ATS, last 10 as a dog, 4-1 ATS, last five Friday games on the road, my friend. So we got even deeper. <laughs> Wright State, 7-0 ATS, last seven as a road pooch. 2-6 ATS are the Marshall Thundering Herd in their last eight Friday games. And Marshall is 0-5-1 as a favorite, as a home team, and as a home favorite in their last six spots in those three positions, respectively. Give me all of the right state. Son of a gun, they're another dog, some type of dog. I got to get back to you guys on that one. But right state, plus three. Raiders, not a dog. Well, they got a fucking, but they're... They they're, have a dog logo. That is yeah. bizarre. They are the Raiders. Yeah, they are the Raiders. That's fucking, uh, I got to, maybe I'll have to look into that one, why they are actually the Raiders. But I, mean, I love right state. Maybe it's just state. an alternate universe plus where two. dogs are just, you know, like 
cowboy raiders. I don't know, dude. Hey, now you're talking. Now you're talking my language here, conspiracy <laughs> theory type shit. All right, know. there you go. All right, so there you have it, my friends. My fourth best bet of the day. Now my fifth. You can fade me on this one if you guys want. Back me if you please. But I locked it in. I hammered it in, so I got to give it out. It was one of my best bets either way. I just don't like where the money's coming in, but I think that's because everybody believes that the Oregon State Beavers are dead and they're back in the Iowa State Cyclones, the wrong ISU, if you will. Shout out Bruja. Shout out ISU. Shout out Roll Birds. The Beavers aren't dead, my friends, so I'm backing them at minus one and a half. A couple key factors. Oregon State is by far the better team. They just had a little hit up to open up the year they're going to be juiced ready to rock and roll against a big 12 opponent they're 71st in the nation per Kempom with a plus 11.63 adjusted efficiency margin whereas iowa state 115th per Kempom with a plus 5.39 adjusted efficiency margin they are two teams on the opposite end of the spectrum oregon state just had a rough little bumpy start to start the season they're not going to just crawl in a hole and die because they're incredibly efficient 56th in the nation in, in offensive efficiency, 90th in the nation in defensive efficiency per Ken Palm, whereas Iowa State, 149th offensive efficiency, 97th defensive efficiency. Again, another very, very, very far spread. As for tempo, my friends, Oregon State's going to control time of possession. They're going to slow it down with their 257th ranked tempo in the nation compared to Iowa's 55th in the nation. Oregon is not going to let them get out and run. Everybody's backing that because, oh my gosh, they're going to outpace them all game long. Oregon will slow it way down. They'll keep the offense up. They'll keep the defense productive. And I think we see some positive regression from the boys from the last game. And Iowa State comes back down to earth just a tad bit. You don't believe me? Believe the trends. Oregon State, 6-0 ATS last six, following a straight-up win. 6-1 ATS last seven Friday games. 3-1-1 ATS last five as a favorite. And 5-0 ATS last five on the road. Iowa State, 0-5 ATS last five versus the Pac-12. 1-4 ATS last five following a straight-up win. 1-4 ATS last five home games. And 3-13 ATS last 16 as a home dog. When they are a home dog, it is priced accordingly. They ain't worth a damn. Give me the Oregon State Beavers, minus one and a half. Okay, I'm not uh, I'm not fading you on this one, partner. I might stay away from this one. Uh, I do. I think I agree with you. I would lean toward Oregon State. It seems like people are because it's becoming the uh, big money side. Iowa State is. And it seems like not so much anything about Iowa State. It seems like people are just blindly, maybe not blindly, but expecting a massive regression from the run that Oregon State had in the tournament and you know i'm sure they will regress a little bit but that doesn't mean that they can't beat the cyclones here tonight so again i'm not fading you i don't know that i'll back you but uh i don't really see the uh the rash rush to iowa state really either i don't see it like that either no and and again i totally preface that with go right on ahead and fade me if you so please um that one is a little bit sensitive but as for all of my other plays we are what it looks like on the right side so far as far as money bet percent um i got one more to dish out for you but um the only one that gives me just a little bit of pause but i think it's going to correct itself is uh wofford seems uh, to be everybody's little favorite public dog there but uh, i don't think it's a public dog i think it's more of a sharp dog based on a couple of the guys i see on there who i really respect their opinion in uh, college basketball since I have put these plays in this morning. So, last but certainly not least, I got one more best bet coming at you, partner. You ready for this one? I am. Five-star play coming for me. I'm going to preface this by telling you this ain't fucking football, pal. This is the hardwood. This is 
a entirely different matchup if we were playing on the old gridiron. Tossing the old pill around the field, if you will. But we ain't doing that. We're putting the old ball in the peach basket. So I'm going to the matchup between the San Diego State Aztecs against the Brigham Young Panthers. And I'm taking one of my favorite teams to back in the entire college basketball landscape, the San Diego State Aztecs, plus the three, my friends. And let me tell you why. Overall, San Diego State is just the better team. Their overall rank per Ken Palm, 33rd in the nation, to BYU's 39th. They have a 17.52 adjusted efficiency margin to BYU's 16.30. Last time I checked, just as I told you in my previous analysis, those numbers for SDSU are better than BYU, so why the hell are they the dog? I think it's Fugazi. Again, this is not football, my friends, because SDSU has a rather efficient offense and defense, 70th in the nation in offensive efficiency, but defense is where they hang their hat, 6th in the nation in defensive efficiency per Ken Palm. That's why I back them. Their defense is swarming. It is like no other, and when they are a dog, it ratchets up, especially a dog on the road. Tempo for me, my friends. It's going to be a slow, grinded-out game all day long because SDSU is 290th in the nation in tempo and BYU 246th in the nation. Unlike some of my previous plays, I think this one's going to be back and forth grinded out, and I think you give it in favor of the slower-tempo team. I think SDSU grinds it out offensively and keeps the defensive turnovers coming all game long. I think you're going to see at least... 10, 12, 13 turnovers here from BYU. Call me crazy now, quote me later, SDSU defense is hawking. They are not sixth in the nation in defensive efficiency for no reason, my friends. But you don't believe me, believe the trends. SDSU, 20-7 and seven ATS last 27 road games, 18-7 and seven ATS last 25 Friday games, and how about BYU, 3-8-1 ATS last 12 Friday games, 1-4 ATS last 5 as a favorite, and 1-5-1 ATS last 7 as a home favorite. My Aztecs, they are 4-1 ATS last 5 against BYU. Give me all of the boys to keep to the trends, keep it rolling, and I'm hammering in for my final mid-major Colt best bet of the day san diego state aztecs plus three i like it my man this is one that also was on my radar i was waiting to hear your thoughts because i like i actually like both of these teams typically in basketball in certain spots um but byu being the favorite over san diego state no thank you um i mean look at san diego state they already took care of uh one of your best bets from yesterday ucr uh california riverside by 13 covered that mm-hmm. we saw mm-hmm. how good uc riverside might actually mm-hmm. be that uh isn't some scrub win like we might have thought a few days ago and uh you know byu got it started with a win but failed to cover against a uh you know cleveland state team so mm-hmm. i believe who are my right other side. darlings who i absolutely love as well the old vikings over oh, there yes, the old sir. cleveland yes, state sir. vikings I'm huge fans of them and Most i think definitely. the san diego state as Techaroonies are just as valuable as they were when i took them on tuesday i think it was i think it was tuesday when i backed cleveland either way neither here nor there there's my six best bets of the day all right my friend Let's keep it moving, keep it grooving. Uh, Plenty of uh, other stuff to get through here. So today's special play, my friends, is the prime time puppy parlay. Now, four legs on this bad boy. Total odds above plus 2,100, right around 2,150, somewhere in that ballpark last time I looked. But let me tell you what the four legs are on this bad boy so you can get it locked in and we get it to the pay window. Three NBA legs, one college leg. 
leg number one. We're taking the Charlotte Hornets money line. A little bit fishy as to why the Charlotte Hornets are only plus one and a half dogs against the New York Knicks, wouldn't you say? I would say. Second leg. We're going to the Boston Celtics. Plus two, plus one and a half. No, we are not. We're taking the money line. Boston Celtics money line. They were at this exact same spread against the Toronto Raptors in a very similar matchup, and I think they absolutely hammered down tonight as well does my partner. Third leg. We're going to another very fishy line in the Minnesota Timberwolves money line we're taking that as well big puppy money line right there plus three and a half very interesting as to why they're so low against the Lakers at home and the Lakers have been looking good what happened over there partner that line is already dropping despite the Lakers getting a decent amount of money partner it is down to uh really two and a half over here wow you wouldn't say so there you go third leg Minnesota Timberwolves money line and the fourth and final leg we're going to the Villanova Wildcats on the money line. All four money line underdogs that should be the favorites. We firmly believe it. Parlay those bad boys up. You're getting right around plus 2165 odds. Let's get it to the pay window. There you go. I love it, dude. Okay, so all that being said, let's recap everything for you guys. Uh, that way you got all of today's best bets because then we got, uh, you know, these shows are always a little bit longer because then we got uh, our NFL cards to get through. So let's recap all of Friday's best bets of the day. This gorgeous, beautiful, terrific Friday of bets by uh, putting them up on your screen here, my friend. So without further ado, the producing duties are underway, complete almost. The TTL Cruise. Best bets of the day are almost about to be now live on your screen for the first time here today. You see the ticker down below. You see them up above. Please turn your attention right above us, left side of your screen, my best bets. You better start calling me mid-major Colt because I got the broom out of the closets, kid. My six best bets of the day. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers minus three. The East Tennessee State University Buccaneers plus two and a half. The Wofford Terriers plus seven. Wright State Raiders plus three, Oregon State Beavers minus one and a half, and the San Diego State University Aztecs plus three. Kindly turn your attention to the opposite side of that screen for RMAG's best bets of the day, the right side of your screen. He's got three coming at you, two NBAs, taking the Oklahoma City Thunder plus four and a half, and the San Antonio Spurs plus two and a half. He's going to the college basketball slate, the primetime game tonight, Villanova Wildcats. He's taking plus four and a half and a half unit sprinkle on their money line. The TTL crew special play of the day the prime time puppy parlay four legs on it the charlotte hornets money line the boston celtics money line the also not boston celtics money line (laughs) but the minnesota timberwolves money line and the villanova wildcats money line it's all right i was grooving i was moving i still got through it as for you guys out there Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down whatever you need to say just make sure you get today's ttl crew best bets of the day in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Hey, what the hell's up with the intern, dude? Damn you, graphics intern. <laughs> Didn't get the puppy parlay on there. Put the That's what you get for using the duplicate fucking tool. Uh, nah, uh, hey, it's all right. There. It's all right. We were pressed for time this morning. Yeah, we were. Shit fucking happens. No big fucking deal. <laughs> hey, I'll there take you the Celtics go. on that bad boy twice. Hey, yeah, Celtics twice <laughs> legs. Why the fuck <laughs> There you go. There you have it. All of the TTL crew's best bets of the day. All right, my friends. 
So that does it. The we got we got a three parter. You know, the Friday shows are a three parter, if you will. Yeah. We do all of Friday's picks, then we dive into the upcoming Sundays NFL picks, then we talk some shit. Our mag sidebar, a little bit of banter, a little bit of TTL announcements, my motivation minutes, get y'all on out of here. So it's time to get in to the middle chapter, if you will. Th- think of today's show as a hamburger. We just got through bun number one. We're diving into said patty, and then we'll get through some of the condiments and the bun on the opposite side of this. So for now, time to get into that aforementioned podcast patty, if you will, with our mags, NFL Week 10, Best Bets of the Weekend. Partner, if you could be so kind as to deliver, dish out, relay as to what you got your targets acquired on, that way we can get them hammered in. And as always, I might as well just kick it off as I always do. Hey, good sir, you again have the floor. I appreciate you, dude. So I don't have too much to dish out out this week. The one that uh, is not one of my homer picks, which I don't believe is too much of a homer pick, we are also lining up on. So I'll start with the homer pick. Uh, You can call me a homer if you want. I'm taking the Packers minus three. It's jumped up. It's still three, some spots three and a half. Part of that is honestly just betting that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in uniform on Sunday. You can call me crazy if you want. That's fine. I also... Still like it a little bit there if Jordan Love is the starting quarterback at minus three. You can call me crazy once again. Another week of prep uh, for him. Now he's at Lambeau. You also have, I mean, if you want to talk about Rodgers being a little rusty coming back, Russell Wilson has uh, been out for many more weeks than uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers has been. And not to mention, Russell Wilson has never won in Lambeau Field. So I like the minus three here. I wouldn't take it, at least as of right now, I wouldn't take it over minus three. But not to mention, I don't care if Russell Wilson is back because the Seahawks team wasn't very good with him uh, before he got hurt. Uh, They were losing the game in which he got hurt. They had been struggling up until that point, and I think they continue to struggle here. And I think the Packers, regardless of who is that quarterback, I think they will have the right recipe to take care of business at least by a field goal, if not more. So Mm. uh, that's my rationale with that. I don't know what your thoughts. If uh, you, like I said, if you think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there, I still, obviously part of this was that I was betting on him to be there. But if not, I'm still happy to lay the three on this one, partner. What say you? I say it would be bad news bears if Jordan Love started. I think that's a lot more difficult of a matchup than Kansas sure. City Chiefs. Um, oh, but if A. Rodge is back, then yeah, for sure. I uh, I think this minus three has the value. I'm just uh, I'm not sure. You know, I never run to the window on the Packers in any uh, sure. any capacity with where my fandom lies. But I also think this is uh, pretty damn good. And I don't know what Russ is covering wise at uh, Lambeau. I know he's not great uh, straight up winning wise. And um, yeah, with Rodge only being out. What a week, a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I think the bad man is going to unleash when he has the opportunity to get on the gridiron again. So minus 10 might not be even enough to contain Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I think you got the right side. I digress. What else you got, my friend? All right, so uh, I will save this one, or I saved this one for a second because we are both on this one as well. I believe Ooh. I am taking, as yes, you sir. are, yes, sir. the L.A. Chargers minus mm-hmm. three versus the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. I, we didn't talk about this too much, partner, but we're kind of breaking one of our, not a, a concrete rule that we made, but a rule in which we said we would take the Vikings as a dog. But I do believe this is one of those Vikings traps, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mm-hmm. one, it's not at home, which they have been fantastic ATS under Mike Zimmer. This one is on the road. 
But they've also got a lot of guys banged up and a lot of guys that are questionable with some COVID outages here. So I mm -hmm. do not like the Vikings in this spot. Mm -hmm. I like the Chargers. Minus three. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would go over the minus three. I honestly, I, I you know, would. it, it wouldn't be my best bet, but I would still probably take it three and a half, four, if I'm being mm -hmm. honest, because I, I think the Chargers win by touchdown. I would. Um, that was most of my analysis here for this one. I don't know what your thoughts are as far as actual scheme stuff or anything like that. I like the Chargers a lot. Once again, if we think the Chargers are who we think they are and have been for the entire season, then they got to take care of this Vikings team. Despite all of these goofy-ass Vikings games that come down to the wire like this, I think we got ourselves a Vikings trap, and I think we're on the right side. Three things. Number one, I think it's a trap as well. This Vikings team is really starting to feel like a team that I used to know that was head coached by Anthony Anchovies Lynn. <laughs> oh, oh that's... This. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, oh my goodness. It simply cannot be, partner. No, no way they're turning into the old Chargers. I, I just, I don't know. It's sure how it feels. And, you know, I think this, this line is at a key number, if you will. And I think all of these experts coming into the spot see these key numbers, and they really have no fucking idea what that actually means with how field goals are missed, with how everything's done. I would be fine up to minus four as well, my friend. I don't think this minus three takes care of it. I think it is by a minimum of six, and I think that the Vikings are going to look terrible to start. They're going to have to try and scrap their way back in, and it's just simply not going to be enough against Brandon Staley's boys. Number two, Chargers finally looking like they're going to get healthy, my friends. They might get the old Asante Samuel Jr. back in action. He looks to be ready to rock and roll. Everybody else across the defense pretty healthy, offense pretty healthy. And if you look at Minnesota, they are just diving deep into the pupless trenches. They have everybody and their dogs hurt, out, injured, questionable, everything in between. And it is really, really, really going to start looming large. Now, I never like to mention these things, man, but there's a little bit of turmoil, a little bit of nonsense going on with the running back. We know Dalvin Cook, we know the situation. I'm going to stay off of it, but, and I I'm going to tell you more oftentimes than not, we bet numbers, not teams and storylines, but... This one's worth noting. This one's pretty damn severe, something you got to take, uh, take note of. Last but not least, Minnesota is not going to measure up defensively. They are going to get shredded either by th through the air or on the ground. They are 27th in the NFL on defense, 383.6 total yards allowed per game. Going to have plenty of opportunities for the Chargers to get into the red zone where they've been gradually improving and where Brandon Staley said they wanted to start hanging their hats. 62% conversion rate for the Chargers right now, and Minnesota's only stopping at a 68%. So I think we see regression from Minnesota and positive regression for the Chargers. Last but not least, you don't believe me, dude. Believe the fucking trends. Minnesota, 2-3 and three ATS last 5, 4-11 ATS last 15, 1-4 ATS last 5 following an ATS win, and my personal favorite, 1-7 ATS last 8 after allowing 350-plus total yards in their previous game. The Chargers, 4-2 ATS last 6, 9-3 ATS last 12 overall, 6-2 ATS last 8 as a favorite, 5-2 ATS following a straight up and an ATS win, and Minnesota, oh, 4-0 ATS last 4 meetings against the Chargers, but I don't give a damn, I've told you time and time again, the Anthony Lynn anchovies are out of there, and we ain't worried about them. This is a new Chargers team, this is a new Minnesota team, and unfortunately, Minnesota's going this way, Chargers going this way, and me and my partner back in this hand over here, the Los Angeles Chargers, minus 3.
I love it, man. I love the uh, the Anthony Lynn uh, <laughs> narrative that they might be the Vikings now. It's like uh, you know, I know you are. I don't know if anyone else is the How We Met Your uh, How We Met Your Mother episode, the Blitz. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Lynn is the NFL's version of that, where it's like this team should be good, right? And then they just keep losing in overtime. They keep losing by field goals, and it's just the Anthony Anthony Lynn. And now it. this is going to be the final Stop straw. <laughs> you <laughs> can't do that when I got <laughs> fucking liquids in my mouth, damn it. You know how much I love how I met your mother. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. 150%. I think you're on the right side, man. You well, you only got those two? Or? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's all I have right now. I hate to disrespect uh, our uh, fellow ISU Redbird alum, Mike Zimmer, like that because hey. he's not the terrible. He's not hey. as bad. Shout out Zimmer. As but. Anthony Lynn was, but uh, hey. It's not looking good. Are, uh, pretty similar over there. It ain't looking say, good, so. and I think that Zimmer's staying a little bit too uh, old school ball, if I do say so myself yeah. as well. So, all right, there you go. You know we both love the Chargers. We went both down on a rabbit hole on both of those, but uh, hope you are back in those because we believe it is a very, very valuable play. Uh, you did say that was it, partner. Anything else you need to deliberate about, discuss anything else? Uh, I guess it depends if we're chatting about some ra- other random games afterwards. We'll do that here for sure, yeah. Once sure. we uh, get into the second half, we'll uh, check out a couple of leans, maybe some other stuff too as far as uh, today's slate and anything we didn't talk about. So for sure. I'll quickly get through my two um, because I don't think they really need too much fucking discussion. I think, my friends, you need to just have uh, a little bit of what they call in the industry as coyons and uh, just saddle up and back these boys because, my friends, I told you since we started the show, we play numbers, not teams and not storylines. First best bet coming from me. Uh Uh-oh, I must change this, though, so you know what the hell's going on. Colts NFL Week 10 best bet. First best bet coming from me. I'm going to the matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. And I'm taking the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half. Look at me crazy. Have your jaw fall to the ground or whatever you're watching right now. I understand. But I've read one too many tweets that are hammering in the Tennessee Titans minus three and one too many tweets that were waiting till it dropped down to two and a half to hammer. I told you just a little bit about that key number syndrome, and I think that is exactly what this game is going to be. Forget the QB situation in New Orleans. Forget all the outstanding stuff. Look at the numbers. Let me tell you about it. Tennessee. They're 1-4-1 and one ATS. I apologize. I got to come back into that. Let me tell you about this a little bit more. I was already getting into my trends. I'm way too excited, way too bad backwards. <laughs> I put it on this other monitor. It gets mixed up sometimes. Here we go. Now, my friends, it's going to be a defensive style of game. Uh, you don't believe me. We saw what Tennessee did in the last game against the Rams. I think we're going to see some regression from that, and I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. But the New Orleans Saints are, for some reason, really, really going under the radar as one of the better defensive teams in the league right now. They're, uh, as far as their defensive numbers, they're 11th in total yards allowed, 27th in pass yards allowed, first against the rush, and fifth in points per game allowed at 19.4. But they're only allowing 14.8 on the road. That is second in the NFL. So their defense travels extremely, extremely, extremely well. As for the Titans, 19th in total yards allowed, 24th against the pass, 8th versus the rush, and 14th in points per game allowed. When they go home, they are 22 points allowed. So right around middle of the pack, obviously a lot more there than the Saints on the defensive side of the ball. Why do I think it's going to be a defensive type game? Is because the new running backs, Foreman, AP, and Nichols, really don't look good in relief of um, Derrick Henry right now. They just really, really, really don't. They combined for 22 attempts for 74 yards last week, and Foreman 
led him with 29 total rushing yards. If the rushing attack for the Titans does not get going, they do not get going. The reason they obliterated the Rams last week because they leaned on their defense extremely well. I don't think that they are going to be able to lean on their defense as much because the New Orleans Saints defense is going to really control their offense and they're going to be able to just keep the Tennessee Titans defense on and off, on and off, on and off, on and off. And you're just going to see them get tired and more and more and more tired over the course of the game. Other thing here I'm looking at is the offensive side of the ball. Now, you might say, oh, Simeon, holy cow, my goodness, he's the quarterback. We can't possibly back him. This is going to be terrible. I don't know about that. New Orleans' offensive line is measuring up a lot better than Tennessee's offensive line if we're talking about how good these defenses are. New Orleans' offensive line is only allowing 1.6 sacks a game with only 11.3 sack yards. Tennessee's offensive line, 3.0 sacks per game with 21.7 sack yards. I think New Orleans gets a good handful of those sacks. They might even get them a pick or two. And, you know, I think it's going to be just a rough day for Ryan Tannehill in the pocket overall. Now, if you don't believe me, you got to simply believe the trends because there are some key ones that you need to take note of here. Tennessee, 5-0 ATS last five games, but this is the only, the only second time that they've been a favorite over the course of that. Coincidence? I think not. I love them in the dog spot. I do not like them in a favorite spot at all. They're actually 7-9-1 ATS under Vrabel as a home favorite since 2018. 3-1 ATS at home this year, but 1-1 as a favorite. I think we see that regression to 1-2 ATS and stick to the trends under Vrabel. Under head coach Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints, 35-24-2 ATS as a road dog. That's since 2006. Not to mention their last 31 as a road dog. They're 23-8. ATS, my friends. They are perfect in the road dog spot. New Orleans is also 5-0 ATS following an ATS loss. 4-1 ATS last five following a straight-up loss. They handle opponents in the NFC South. 4-1 ATS last five playing an AFC South opponent. And not to mention, Tennessee 1-4-1 ATS last six after accumulating less than 250 total yards in the previous game. I told you, They didn't do very well on offense. You might think just because they blew out the Rams, they didn't do great on the offensive side of the ball. And I think this is going to be a defensive type game. And I think that the New Orleans Saints defense is just a little bit better than the Rams. Call me crazy. One final stat. Tennessee 19-22-1 ATS with equal rest under Vrabel. And New Orleans 96-77-3 ATS with equal rest under Payton. Give me all of the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half, my friends. We play lines, not teams. I am going to be with you on this one, partner. I needed to hear a little bit more to push me over the edge. Uh, because, yeah, it was a, you know, I'm, I'm worried that it's a, I'm worried that they're going to be a public dog, but I don't think that's yep. the case. No. I am a massive believer in uh, Sean Payton. I'm a massive believer in the Saints bounce back spots. You mentioned their offense. It's not like they were uh, terrible offensively last week under Trevor Simeon. They put up 25 points, and mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think they can do at least that again. And like you, I am a believer in the Saints defense in certain spots with the right matchup, and I think they do have the right matchup. And, yeah, once again, I think you've got a team that's 
disrespected by the public right now in the Saints and a team that's massively yep. respected in the Titans. And year yep. over year, the Titans, we've talked about them preseason. The Titans do this the last two seasons, yep. 2019 and 2020. They clip along like this. It's like, wow, Titans. Look at these Titans. And then it's, it's at, a certain pot, at a certain spot after they go on this type of run, the wheels fall off, at least for a game, if not for a few. And I think mm. that's what we got here uh, on Sunday. So I like it, man. 150%. Once again, we play lines, not teams, and I do believe that uh, the old New Orleans Saints plus two and a half are going to be the most valuable. Next, best bet coming from me. This is two of my three. You already got the Chargers from me. You already got the Saints from me, so this is my last best bet for the NFL card um, that I will be locking in before Sunday or before even tomorrow, potentially. But I make this a four-star play. Um, it's just because I haven't backed this team yet. Shout out to our guy CH of the Cast Consideration Show. I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I am not concerned if it bounces to one, bounces to two, bounces here, there, and everywhere to Kalamazoo for all I care. Two and a half is not going to be enough. I see the Patriots getting this done by at least a touchdown, and there's a couple key things as to why. Number one, you need to throw out Cleveland's game last week. 41-16, that's a box score game. They just lost 15 to 10 to the Steelers in the week before that. Give me an effing break. It wasn't just because one guy, OBJ, was in the locker room. All their issues were not only because of OBJ. Believe you me, my friends. Baker only had two touchdowns against the Cincinnati defense, and I think they're really starting to get exposed. They look bad, 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 bad. And they leaned on Chubb, who had two rushing touchdowns himself. Oh, let's stick a pin in Mr. Chubb. I got to come back to him in just a second. But. It was a beautiful matchup for Cleveland's defense. They destroyed Joe Burrow. That offensive line never had a chance in hell. And I think you just need to throw that game completely out and do not factor it into this because wouldn't you know it, they're another plus two and a half point dog. I think it's a setup and a half. This is going to be a defensive battle, my friends. There's a reason that the total is set at 45. Points are coming at a premium, and I think Cleveland's offense is going to struggle against a defense that's actually evenly matched, and I think this is going to turn into a defensive battle. New New England's defense is 9th in total yards allowed, 11th against the pass, and 14th against the rush. They're only allowing 18.9 points per game. Compared to Clevelandese, third in total yards, ninth versus the pass, third versus the rush, but they're allowing 21.8 points per game. So I think this is a shootout and a half, and wouldn't you know, that's only about a three-point spread right there, so why do you think this is at minus two and a half or minus three? Don't worry about that. The Patriots are going to take care of plenty of business. I think they're going to have more opportunities, and I think Baker is going to turn it over a little bit more often than Mac Jones does, um, as far as my opinion. It doesn't seem like the public's all lining up too much with that, so who am I? What do I know? But another thing I'm looking at, injuries, my friends. Right now, both teams are absolutely ransacked with injuries left, right, and center, and let me take that pin back out. Cleveland's are a lot more important. Nick Chubb has been ruled out since Tuesday, out indefinitely. He still has a chance to potentially possibly come back, but in my mind, if he hasn't logged to practice by now, I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Demetric Felton also is going to be out. He's automatically ruled out indefinitely. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. I've heard some other reports that are saying both of these guys are going to be out. We're trying to push them back as fast as we can, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I think that their injuries are more important, and I don't think in replacement of those two guys, Dearness Johnson is going to have that breakout game that he did on Thursday Night Football. I just really, 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 really don't see it. I love the kid, but I had him on my fantasy team last year, and I know that 
some regression is probably coming right around the corner. Outside of that, let me ask you this to close it in thought. Who the hell has Cleveland actually really played? Cincinnati? Pittsburgh? Denver? Arizona? The Chargers? Minnesota? Chicago? Houston? Kansas City? What? Arizona and the Chargers? Outside of that, I'm not really convinced that this Cleveland Browns team is going to be the team that's going to the AFC Championship and going to the Super Bowl. I did originally at the beginning of the year, but more and more and more and more that they get into these schedules, I think the books are just adjusting way too much now, and I think that the Browns need to be at least four, five-point dog in this spot. I think the Patriots get it done with relative ease, but you don't believe me, believe the trends. New England, 91-65-5 ATS under Belichick as a home favorite. Cleveland is 7-5 ATS under Stefanski as a road dog, but they have picked up some recent wins to get back into the winning side of those that category. I think they regress back to being not so good as a road dog under Stefanski. Cleveland, 3-7 ATS last 10 following an ATS win. 8-21-1 ATS last 30 November games. Cleveland 1-8 ATS last 9, my favorite, following a straight-up win of 14-plus points. Can you say letdown game? I can, my friends. And New England 6-2 ATS last 8 meetings with Cleveland, 4-1 ATS last 5 in New England. Give me all of the Patriots, minus 2.5. I think they're the most valuable side in, uh, in the matchup with the Browns here this weekend. Interesting, my man. I uh, I am staying away from this one right now. I have been a believer of both these teams, so I have been extremely torn on this game. And I've got some, you know, some, I don't know. I, I agree with a lot of things you said, but I push back a little bit. Uh, push I can't back. Tell, uh, I, I think De'Aaron Johnson is going to be just fine. If it's the depth as far as nobody behind him, that's obviously a little, little concerning. My just biggest he... thing is uh, Miles Garrett, the health of Miles Garrett, who's still – it's not that he's hopeful for Sunday, but I don't know if that means he's going to be a full go or if he's going to be a little banged up, a little slowed down. If he's slowed down, I love the Patriots, but you know, I, I don't know. I've been a huge believer in this Browns defense, so I, I don't know that I can fade them, but I don't know that I want to take them because one thing that you said as far as them being another plus two and a half dog, that does seem like it's a little... I think it's a little fishy as far as just another spot where they look like they should take care of business. As of now, I'm staying away. I, I I don't know. I've been too much of a big backer in the Browns, and I think I need to take a beat on them on both of these teams and see how this game plays out. Yeah, I am not in uh, that camp whatsoever. Um, I think while you're a little bit high on Ernest Johnson, is a little bit biased on your part with him being your number one running back right now in fantasy and you needing him to go the hell off. Uh, trust me, believe me, partner. I had him all of last year. It is not that, that that was an anomaly and a half of a Thursday night game. He is not that type of rusher. He pay, he he faced a terrible rushing defense. I you've seen him one sample size and had him for one game. I watched him all last year. He I, had him all last year. He was never the starter though. And it, it, it doesn't. It, he, there there were two games where he was the starter. Yes, okay. there was. Yes, okay. there was. One hundred and fifty percent. There was, and he just. It, regression's coming. In my mind, okay. regression's coming. I think there's just a little bit Fair of uh, bias on your That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I'm kind of staying away because it's like I've, I've been cashing some tickets on the Browns and I need to take a beat on them because I also like the Patriots. I like everything you said about the Patriots, 100%. Yeah, I'm not. So you're gonna back the Browns and take a beat on them? Is that what? No, no. I'm like I'm taking a, like a, taking a, a a beat as far as like a, a like not a gambling beat. I guess it's a poor choice of words. Like taking oh, yeah. a beat, like take waiting on them for a week. I'm not taking any action is what I'm Ah, so staying away from everything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I uh I don't think uh we're gonna be taking a beat on the Patriots minus two and a half. I think that they are going to get this done. I think that's a valuable side. So there you poor go. Poor choice of words. There you have it, my friends. <laughs> All of the TTL crew's best bets 
for week 10 of the NFL season. Now, my friends, quickly, let's recap the rest of today's best bets or the weekend best bets uh, for NFL football. I just realized I didn't update that in the banner. So TTL Crew's best bets of the day, uh, best NFL bets of the day. About to be live on your screen in prime time in a short moment here. Let me get them rocking and rolling for you, my friends. Without further ado, the TTL Crew's Week 10 NFL Best Bets of the Weekend. If you turn your attention right above us, you got our mags picks. He's got two coming at you. He is taking the Chargers minus three. And don't you dare call him a homer because he's taking the Packers minus three as well. Turn your attention to the opposite side of the screen, right side. I, too, am taking the Chargers minus three. You see it there, but back up to the top, I'm taking the New England Patriots minus two and a half and the New Orleans Saints plus two and a half. We play lines, not num- not teams and storylines, my friends. We play the gambling lines. That's what me and both my partner feel with our best bets of the weekend. So for you, lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get this weekend's Week 10 NFL Best Bets of the weekend once again. And at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Okay, there we go. There we have it. Let's go back to us. There are all of our Friday best bets, all of our NFL best bets, the primetime puppy parlay, my friends. All have been recapped. That sounds like the first half of the show to me. I think so. All right. Well, without further ado then, no money line Dice Roll today since we are already 15 minutes after the top of the 11 o'clock hour. So, let's get right on into the second half of the show here, my friends. We'll talk a little nonsense, a little bit of uh, some leans. We might be adding to the bet slip here later on today. Some announcements, get you uh, on about your day after that, after some motivation minutes. But for now, start the second half of the show. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number one. 62 of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous Friday of bets, also known as November 12th in the year 2021. I don't have too much here. We'll make it quick so we can get rolling on with the show. As far as the NFL MVP award goes, Mm. one of the candidates last night uh, put together a big fat stinker in Miami Mm -hmm. against a bad Miami team Mm -hmm. uh, sure to hurt his chances for the MVP. I'm trying to find some MVP odds as we stand right now. FanDuel actually might have them off the board right now, which is oddly enough. And, uh, you know, he acknowledged it himself, my man Aaron Rodgers, uh, despite we obviously won't get into that, but he actually now has a tougher hill to climb because the media doesn't want him to win the MVP. Uh, And despite even if he deserves it, he'll have to like far and away convincingly deserve it, I think. Uh, so I don't know what your thoughts are as far as who the, uh, you know, the guy that's going to run away with the award is, um, because I don't know what Tom Brady is starting to look more and more appealing to me. I don't know about you, man. Uh, he's the favorite on DraftKings right now, plus 350. Josh Allen right behind him, plus 400. They've been sputtering a little bit. You got a loss to the Jags on your MVP resume. That's nah. not exactly an MVP resume. No. Uh, and then Kyler Murray, 600. Stafford, 800. I know a lot of people like Stafford. I don't know what your thoughts are, though. Um... 
I'm 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 kind of at a loss right now because I don't know with the the performance against the Titans, um, what what you can uh, how you can say MVP Stafford right now unless he turns that right. all the way around and they win every other game and they go and win the Super Bowl like I predicted in the right. preseason. Uh, don't think that happens though. Kyler Murray, um, still in conversation for sure, a 150 percent for sure. He's just dealt with a little bit of injury, but like he hasn't had a terrible game. He's right. never not shown up. He just couldn't play last week, so it's no no fault of his own. Right. Um, Josh Allen, yeah, that looms large for me, dude. Going down to Jacksonville, Duval! Not scoring a touchdown on offense? And not scoring a single touchdown, my friend? Nine to six? That's absolutely disgusting. So, hey, he takes me out of it. And, I mean, I think you have to go with odds on favor right now. Plus 350 with right. Tom Brady. I just don't see – because outside of that, guys, we're talking Aaron Rodgers, 12 to 1, Dak, 12 to 1, Lamar, 16 to 1, Herbert, 16 to 1, Tana Thrill, it goes 35 to 1 outside of that, then Derek Carr, five or 50 to 1, Mahomes, 65 to 1, Burrow, 65 to 1. So, I mean, outside of that, none of the other guys even worth mentioning, my friends. We're getting into Teddy Bridgewater and Cooper Cup yeah. for MVP. Right. And I love Cooper. He's probably going to be maybe Offensive Player of the Year this year for right. sure, but he ain't going to be the MVP by any yeah, means. Yeah, so. you take him off that team, it's not like they tank. You know, it's not no. like they're a 2-7 and seven team or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, no. Brady and Rodgers are the one, at least on the field, that had the least black marks on their resume. Rodgers was week mm-hmm. one, obviously. But that's yep. pretty easy to bury. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. It definitely is. I am. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what all happens. I. I like. Like you know. I mean. I. Uh, I was all over Raj to. Uh, to start it as for when I wrote my uh, NFL Honors blog, uh, way back before the season even started, and uh, was definitely in a different frame of mind there. It's so wild how like just a couple of months of football, everything will just completely oh, yeah. change on you, my friend. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm not feeling as confident as I once was about old Raj, and uh, yeah, like that would look make the NFL look terrible. Like, oh, you had this guy blatantly break protocols, do all this shit, yada yada yada, and then you make him the MVP. What are you, the fucking Mickey Mouse League? Like, what the hell is this? Hey, if they look run at the you table, with that fucking. Hard to deny. Look at you with that fucking. <laughs> well, no, because I know it. it it's it's gonna be tough. Like if it, it's him and like him with an almost similar resume to anyone, they're gonna give it to the other guy as opposed. To I the don't guy think who... they run the table though. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like that. They would that would be the way he would have to far and away yeah. convincingly fifteen and two. Yeah, forty five touchdowns. You know. So yeah, I agree. Anyways. For sure. Well, MVP race. There you go. There you have it. Uh, all that being said. Look at that. That's all my plays that I had originally uh, today. I was thinking you were hoping me to read those without my glasses. Fuck that no. That's that's no. like, uh, what's the next thing you're going to tell me? The Pope ain't Catholic? I yeah, thought you right. had a doodle or something, something on there, dude. That's how bad my eyes are. <laughs> No, it's all of my and and hey, drop it in the comments if you guys would like me to because I did it last night and I was like ah nah I won't do that I don't know if anybody find any value I write them all out like nice and obviously there's a bunch of scribbles and shit through them now because I when I go and handicap in the morning I cross shit out or I'll triple star something whatever I just took a picture of it last night like my whole early leans list I can just drop it as a picture on Twitter if you guys like drop it in the comments I'll just make it as one of my nightly treats like hey here's my early leans if you guys are thinking on the same page or you whatever here's here's what I got my eyes on don't lock anything in I will officially give you plays tomorrow morning but here's what I I take a look at cuz I usually shit I usually have those done by 10 o'clock or so so for sure just rip them out so there you go there you have that um why I brought that up was uh some additional kind of leans some stuff we might be looking at here partner okay. um as for me I got a couple other college basketball plays, and this is how you know I'm starting to see my mid-majors pretty damn well because I really would have hammered these in in the past. Appreciate it, Colin. Thanks for tuning in, my man. Um, we, um, What we did, yes, yeah, so all 100% dropped those down. So what um, 
what I some of these that I see, these would typically be ones that I would be running to the window on 150%, dude. And actually, yeah. I'm not going to. I think I'm going to stay away on a lot of them, but I kind of want to share them just because there might be value here or there if we talk about it. But the old, old me would have ran to the window on all of these, but mm -hmm. the new me just gave you the six that I find the most valuable. So George Mason minus six and a half. Um, that one's got me a little bit intrigued. I think the six and a half is just a few too many points, if you do say so myself. Um, remind me who they are playing one more time again. Did I write it down? No. Who are they playing? Who they got again? Who's Who you got? Sorry. Uh, George Mason. George Mason minus six and a half. I'll find it in two seconds. Don't worry. I just my, my doggone thing. Uh, uh, George Mason is playing Penn. George Mason playing Pennsylvania, yeah. Uh, just like left far northeast, south left out university, the Pennsylvania yeah. Quakers, my friends. Um, <laughs> they're projected right now 74.5 to 70.6 by some of the models we use. Um, 6.5 just seems like too much to me that I had to look at that. Um, G Mace is usually one of my doggone teams. I know you're not, uh, not too deep into those. So any thoughts, any opinions on the 6.5? Uh, yeah, it seems like a few too many points for me. It, yeah. uh, the I'm way I'm the looking ledge. at it, it looks like it's up to eight, seven and a half, eight. Oh, uh, shit. Seems like far too many points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, George Mason, once they get into, because I like the Atlantic 10 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. once we get into the season. But at this point, I still got I like to feel, feel that, uh, those conferences out a little more. For sure. I, I agree with that. And then George Mason, with that line movement now, it almost feels like you and I and uh, VM, or UVM yesterday, I wanted Vermont at plus two and a half. I, I'm not going to go against Ken Palm. What I see on Ken Palm is it's the real deal, fucking holy right. field, my friends. If you don't have Ken Palm, you're out of your fucking mind if you're trying yeah. to bet on college basketball. I'm telling you, I literally saw, hands down, Vermont was far and above a better team than you and I. And I saw you and I open at two and a half, go up to seven and a half, and they got beat by five. Excuse me? What's up? People are starting to, people have been talking about you and I as if they were about to they be suck. some wagon or something they like suck. that. Like, they'll probably be south. It's every NBC, year. But, like, what it's, are we talking This isn't five years ago with the Bohannons. Exactly. And, it's you every know, year they, they, they jump. No. Yeah. Every year they jump off the deep and, oh, you and I is going to be the MVC championship. It's you and, what are you talking about? They're you? not the same, you and I. So, okay, maybe GMAS, probably not, though. Kind of kind of got a little bit of a fishy smell, if you do ask me. Uh, yeah. Pennsylvania might come in, uh, get a little W there. Western Michigan, plus 24, going against uh, old Michigan State Spartans. Seems like a few too many points to me. Plus 24, open up 24 and a half, lost the hook in our direction. Worth a little bit of sprinkle just to see, or uh, are we staying on the sidelines? I don't know, a lot of money coming in on uh, Western Michigan, surprisingly, like 83% of bets had money on Western Michigan. Oh, so it's kind of a public pooch is yeah, what I'm feeling it there. is. Okay, so I think I got, I think I got, there were two potential plays that could have turned into a public pooch, and it was either WMU or Wofford, and I think WMU has turned into it, and I think we locked in Wofford at the good spot. So I think we'll stay away from that one too, it just seems yeah. like too much. Well, as far as Michigan State, that is one of my, and I, I guess I don't want to call my shot that it's going to be crazy tonight, but Michigan State's one of my favorite home court advantages in college basketball. Mm, it has mm -hmm. been a year and a half or so since fans have been in the stadiums. Uh, obviously, it's Western, Western Michigan. Well, it's in-state, right? Maybe it's an in-state school, so I have to imagine. I mean, they've been waiting to show up, so I have to imagine it's going to be a raucous environment, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to fade the Spartans at home on, a, on opening night at home. I would agree with you. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you on that. I just I couldn't get all the way over the hump. Like, yeah, I, I got to take all yeah. twenty four. Uh, so, no, no, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stay away from that one too. Okay, thanks for talking me off the ledge there, partner. Appreciate you. Next one up, I need you to really talk me off the ledge here because these 
These are my other SoCon darlings, and okay. that is the UNC Greensboro Spartans, my friend. Okay. I love me some UNCG. Uh, as do they're, I, actually. They're the other one on top of ETSU that I, I just absolutely love. They're fucking cover machines. Yeah. Catching five and a half tonight is uh, Greensboro. Um, they are playing the Northern Kentucky Norse. Now, Northern Kentucky is projected to win the game 74.6, 70.6 by uh, models uh, that we look at. And Jeepers, Creepers, McGeepers, plus six and a half. Um, it opened up at five and a half. It's moved up that point. They're only there. I mean, everything right there, we're getting two points off the prediction. Um, you brave enough to back in the Spartans. I really wanted to make them one of my best bets, and I ended up just leaving them in the potential burn pile. Yeah, I don't know. It's That's more of a name. I don't know. I, I'm staying away. I'm interested to see how that one plays out because it seems like UNCG should take care of plus six, right? Yeah. I mean, they've been uh, they've kind of been a darling for the last few years, so I, maybe a little fishy to me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Northern Kentucky's better than we're getting, leading them on to be. I don't know. So I'm going to stay away from that one as well. So flip side of the coin, going to the total in that game, okay. over 132.5. It looks like 144 points there if you stay so well. Actually, 145.2. So dropping down, dropping oh, down to 129 is. and a half. Son of a bitch. Okay, well we're gonna and, stay oh away God. from both of those fucks. Action App has uh, the money and bet splits 94% on the over bets, 99% of money on the over, and it's uh, and it's dropping down. Okay, it's yeah, so I'm glad I brought under. that one to the show to discuss with you, partner. Okay, so we I might get... sprinkle the under a little bit there. Okay, hey, maybe that's a potential. All right, let me let me do a to, little. Uh, maybe a little you know, you. a small sprinkle, test the waters, see if eh, that's something eh, as far eh, as that eh, line I'm, movement, that I'm money split. And it is a small game, so. Hey, I, I'm know. not going to disagree with you. I'll see. Um, next game up on tap for me, my friends. Now these boys are another one of my SoCon darlings. Like so. Honestly, it's it's SoCon and it's Big Sky for me. SoCon uh-huh. and Big Sky, period. I'm that, swag, that's, baby. That's what it, I love SWAC too, but <laughs> SoCon and Big Sky, I just love yeah. it. Furman, Paladins, plus nine and a half. I'm pretty Ooh, sure the numbers Louisville, drop huh? down against Louisville. I'm thinking Louisville is just, they're just too doggone overvalued. I'm just, I'm not buying into the fact that they should be fucking 10 point favorites and buy our projections, Mags. 80.9 Furman Paladins, 65.1 Louisiana, Louisville Cardinals. Say that one more time for me. Paladins, 80.9 to Louisiana, Louisville, 65.1. So, so got, apparently. The has them kicking their ass? So apparently, the plus eight underdog Paladins, the projection has them beating them by 15 points. Goodness gracious. I mean, Louisville failed to cut, or they won by 12 on a 26 and a half point favorite the other night against Southern. I, there's a lot of money, according to Action App, on uh, on Furman. But I, you know, maybe a lot of projections might be favoring Furman. I don't know. I, is I'm it, interested to test the waters on that one. Is it more of a public side on that one with Furman, or is it just 66% a big... of bets, 98% of money, according to Action App? Okay, so creating some but monetary I have liability to imagine for sure. Yeah, I have to imagine that's on these smaller games, at least this early in the day, only 1.3 thousand bets. That's got to be one or two just big ballers hammering that in no. Furman, right? Yeah, that 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 freaking no. And maybe even so it's interested. our guy uh, Joe D'Amico. Shout out, hey, Joe. Hey. <laughs> maybe it might be. I love. I'm interested. I, I love Furman though. I think I just I think I just retalked myself into that, especially with what that's kind of generating. So baby yeah, sprinkle on the money line. Eh, I don't know. Maybe just a little bit of a look, a little bit of a look there. Okay, yeah, that I, I I just couldn't talk myself all the way into it, 
but then you look. I looked at the projections right there, and then holy well, cow! Because it's like to the average person, whenever you see a power five team up against someone that you're not familiar with, a mid major, and it's a single digit spread, that seems like not low hanging <laughs> fruit compared to what we've seen throughout the week, where these teams are typically minus fifteen to minus twenty five favorites. So I don't even know what the fuck a paladin is, and I love them. No, I don't no, know what the hell not. the thing is, and I absolutely love them. So I think we might be adding I'm the like old a Star Furman. Wars term or something. I don't know, dude. <laughs> we might be <laughs> adding the Furman paladins. <laughs> <laughs> Next game up on tap. They actually opened up plus one and a half dogs. They have flipped since minus one and a half dogs. UMass Minutemen, my guy. Always like back in the uh, Minutemen in certain situations. However, even with that line movement, our projections are saying Yale 75 to UMass 63.8. So I think I'm going to have to stay away from that one because. 75 to 68, you say? Yeah, 75 to 63 in favor of oh. Yale. Oh, in favor of Yale. My bad. I misheard you. That, okay, that scares me away because what I was yeah. going to say is I really like the A-10 Same. against these conferences that I think the A-10 as a conference is much better than uh, that being the Ivy League, which I would say so here. I just don't know enough about Yale. Maybe because every once in a while the Ivy League has one or two teams that end up being really, really solid. Right. And that might be what in Yale sometimes is that team. So maybe that's what we have on our hands here. That projection scares me away. Otherwise, I would have been running to uh, UMass, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And the old me probably would have hammered that in just for shits and giggles. Oh, yeah, it's going to cash. It's going to cash. But I don't think so. I think we're going to stay away from that one. So I'm running out of ink in my pins here. I just went through two <laughs> pins. Good thing I got third pin coming up. Uh, next one up on tap. Uh, I only got uh, three more. Just th these ones are kind of quicker ones. Uh, my last one, Stanford. Uh, minus two and a half. I was kind of leaning there against Santa Clara, but Santa Clara is projected to beat them 77 to 70 as three point dogs. So a little something to uh, think about there, guys. If you are running to Stanford minus two and a half, I think I just talked myself out of it. Just letting those few words come out of my face, but I just don't you were think interested the trees in Stanford or the other side Stanford minus two and a half. I just huh. don't think the trees are the same old trees. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a, well, let's feel that one out. I don't know. Cause I mean, again, with a, a power five team that, you know, up against Santa Clara that nobody knows of. Right. Maybe that's a trap to get people into Stanford. I don't know. I'm interested in Santa Clara a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I am too, man. Right now, um, it's one of the – it's actually a game that's going way under the radar. So, yeah, maybe even a little Santa Clara. Santa Clara look at plus three. Might that be. might be uh, an additional add there on top of the old Furman Paladins. Um, and that to the 10 p.m. sweat list? Quite possible. I don't Another know. one I don't that know. I'm I, thinking. I, we'll I kind of want to monitor that one. I don't know. I uh, might be a monitor for sure. Now, one that I am. All right, Action App. Let's. How about let's uh, stop. There we go. All right. Uh, one that I'm really interested in, but it looks like it's turned into just a severe public side, and that's because Idaho State sucks. They're a big, uh, big sky team that I always love to fade if we're ever going against them. They're playing the Pepperdine Waves. Pepperdine waved, uh, waved up, opened up minus three and a half. Up to four and a half right now, but getting 83% of bets, 83% actual money wagered on the spread. Oh. I'm a little nervous about that one now that I see that. Um, Pepperdine hung in with Rice for a little while, and then Rice hammered down, made him look stupid. Um, I, I love me some Rice basketball, love me some Pepperdine basketball, but uh, yeah. I think the more I look at this now, that's going to be one I'm going to have to stay away from, even with that line I movement. I so. I'm... So maybe I, I might be interested in looking into that one deeper. That one slipped by me. Pepperdine, we were all over Pepperdine last year. Yeah. And if I, Idaho State is as bad as they were last year, that might be worth a look. It I might mean, that be. Conference, that conference is just flat out better than the Big Sky uh, yeah. again. So uh, as my whole setup here has fallen off my table. But 
I don't know. I, I'm interested to look into that one more. Maybe okay. Pepperdine lost some guys because I haven't looked into them obviously up until this point. But we really liked Pepperdine last year. I we played really him. I, I, I played. I played him against Rice. I took him as a dog against Rice and got fucking toasted. So that might also be why I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit jaded right now to the waves. I might have to stay away. Maybe. And because uh, that's how I felt. I was like four and a half point dog. Like, that's that's, that's it, how yeah. I backed him on Tuesday, and then now they're a favorite. I'm like, oh, yeah. that kind of feels like a setup. So. All we'll right. see. And then uh, last one from me, Texas A&M going up against Abilene Christian. Scratch them, Cats, minus 10. Um, I don't think so, sir. Uh, Texas A&M, 70% of bets, only 48% of money wagered on uh, this game. I got burned on Abilene Christian uh, to open up the year on Tuesday. Not really interested in getting burned on them again at plus 11. Um, so if that's a game you guys are looking at, um... fighting buzzes, man. I don't know. I was I've been uh, reading into A and M a little bit. They're a dark horse out of the SEC this year, uh, so I'm interested to watch that game. Uh, I don't know that I'll have any action on that one though. Projected seventy three to sixty eight in favor of the Aggies uh, as okay. ten and a half point faves. Okay. So might be worth a look. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not the most they, valuable. They might. Uh, AC might uh, cover that, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in the old Aggies. See how their season plays out. Okay, so out of all those leans, I do believe I'm probably going to add Furman, and I'm probably going to take a look at Santa Clara. I'm going to probably take yep. a look at both of those bad boys. Yesterday, dude, I'm so pissed off. I wasn't going to share this with you guys. I played a three-legger just to fucking see. Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins, UC mm-hmm. Riverside, uh huh, Sacred Heart. All money lines? All money lines Ugh. and Sacred Heart was fu- they were cooking. They were doing exactly what right. I thought they would do. I was like, oh, beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful. We got a seven minutes in the second half, and it was just the the fucking bandwagon wheels fall off, and I just, Eesh. oh no, oh no, this this simply cannot be. It was. It 100% it was. was, and I missed the fucking three-legger by one. I fucking put fucking five-spot on it to win 874, dude. It was <laughs> oh, It was man. a fucking ripper. It was a ripper. But it's all right. We're going to find some other puppies that I think are pretty doggone valuable today, and I think a couple of my guys you might even want to uh, throw some money down on too. So stay tuned. As always, reminder, follow us on the Action Network app to see all of our ads, all of our best bets of the day. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Mags is at rmags in all caps. Then you can follow every single best bet from the daily show at talking the line all right uh any other leans you were looking at anything in between there i was kind of looking at uh laying the 23 with cincinnati because i think fucking usf sucks off fat cack but <laughs> i was interested in talking about that one i just have some i have just cooked up this goofy ass bias for, <laughs> for south florida to where i want to take their points because it feels like too well Part of it is like Cincinnati, they've been having these spreads and sometimes smaller, and they, uh, they've they been letting teams hang around. Yeah. And USF's been playing with uh, teams that are certainly better than them, and they've been playing them close the last few weeks. So that was part of it. But then there's this, that extra cooked-up bias that I have cooked up in my head for South Florida because now I've been <laughs> – I am so you're just looking for You're I just know, looking for a game that you can put the quarter zip on and root for them, I and I just don't think that this is the one. Like, yeah, USF has been playing better competition, but not Cincinnati competition. And, You're right, uh, and, but Cincinnati uh, hasn't been laying the hammer uh, down. That's part of it. That's I know. Part of it where I'm I know interested. it. I know it. I just I don't know. Twenty three yeah, seems just about the Bearcats. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think I'm going to stay slip. out of that one. I, I think I'm going to stay out of that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm probably or good may, on all of that. I might just go full. Uh, stupid bias and do like a, a few bucks on their uh, money line plus eleven hundred, and then uh, you'll see me gloating about it once. Uh, once, once it, it cashes. Happens, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. 
So there's college football uh, for tonight. NBA, you obviously saw Charlotte in our parlay. Uh, you obviously saw OKC in San Antonio in Mag's Best Bets. We also had Boston, uh, Minnesota in uh, the uh, parlay as well. It's kind of looking at Phoenix plus the one, but why the fuck are they only plus one against Memphis? Yeah, that yeah. makes no sense at all. Wanted to back our boys. Sorry what to you cut got? you off. That was plus one for Suns before the show, right? Correct. Uh, it's minus one for the Suns, minus two. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe a little something to look in there. A lot of money coming in on the Suns. Yeah, that seems a little fishy, a lot of money. especially with yeah, Memphis I'm not being able to now. cover like four and a half. To like that's that's fishy. Away. Um, I wanted to back the boys at five and a half, but Chef Curry oh, yeah. is fucking cooking it up in the pot, I boy, know. whipping it, flipping it. Yeah, but yeah. I do think because of that, and also how good our fucking team is playing. Typically, the Chicago and Golden State games are defensive game. We all know that, right? But I think the 221 is just a little bit too low. I kind of like over 221 and a half. Am I crazy? I don't know. I uh, I was trying to push my bias aside as much as I possibly can. I'm interested in the Bulls at the five and a half. No Vooch, uh, which hurts them uh, for the next 10 days. I don't think right. it hurts them that much in this spot specifically. Right. I was telling you, of all the teams in the league that uh, def- match up well defensively to the Warriors, I feel like our Bulls match up as well as anybody in the league to these Warriors defensively with the guards that we have and what they can do uh, You know, yeah. as on-ball defenders, off-ball defenders. But like you said, and I've been on the train. I obviously I made my own sidebar gloating about how much, <laughs> how much my Steph MVP ticket looks fantastic now. But uh, I don't know, man. I uh, I'll probably have a little sprinkle on the Bulls five and a half. I, I like what you're saying about the over, because uh, the Bulls can obviously put some uh, put some points on the board as well. And you know these Warriors have just been absolutely destroying anybody in their path. I mean, so I, I see... think it's gonna be closer. I think I, I mean. I see like 118, 112. I see like 118, 112. And there, okay. hey, there's within your 10 points. There's your eight points. There's your yeah. over. Bingo, bango, zingo, zango. So maybe, yeah, yeah. I might, yeah, I don't know. Ah, I'm going to be watching it. So maybe I will absolutely have maybe some action. Up. I'll probably have a small maybe little, uh, I've been doing well with my bulls, like two leg SGPs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, selling or buying, yeah, buying a few points or, you mm-hmm. know, buying a, a three pointer on somebody else. So I'll probably do that. Okay. Uh, because uh, yeah, I, that six points that uh, what you just said sounds that sounds pretty right to me if I yep. if I do say so. Pretty spot on, I would say so myself. Uh, last one, no, uh, you're not the biggest fan of lacing up the old skates, but saw mm. a little bit of a weird discrepancy. Columbus um, plus one thirteen on the money line. Um, it's just one of those lines that really kind of stuck out to me. I got to look back here to um, who they're actually even playing because I was just like, well, that makes Columbus, sense. Columbus, uh, yeah. Washington. Oh, they are playing Washington. So being yep. that short of a dog against the Caps, and the Caps have still been relatively rolling. I mean, it's not like they're uh, hitting a slump or anything at all. So being that short of a dog against what the Capitals have been. Now, hey, shout out Biscuit. Shout out Cap. Uh, oh, yeah. Lo- love our pooches over there at the Washington <laughs> Capitals organization. I got you turned on to Biscuit. Uh, what what a fucking pup that guy is. I but mean, outside of that, not really any value. And I think just like, shit, that, that seems like a, a dog I'd like to take. Possibly. Like you said, I'm not, uh, I, I can't dissect these NHL lines whenever I think I do, if I fall on my face. So I, I really don't know. Uh, now that you mention it, uh, the caps with uh, with our guy uh, Biscuit, if we see them as a dog, we probably have to take them as a dog in certain spots. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What you got? Caps are one and four straight up last five against Columbus. Ah. Five and 12 straight up last 17 against the Metro. Two and four okay. straight up last six against the East. Four and one is Columbus in their last five. Six and one straight up last seven at home. 
and five and two straight up last seven overall. Columbus is playing well, man. Columbus, Columbus plus well. 115 might be worth a fucking look. So maybe those are my three additional ads that we talk through. Maybe I do a little sprinkle on uh, Columbus Blue Jackets money line. The Santa Clara, whatever the hell they are, plus three going up against uh, Pepperdine. Is that right? No, Stanford. Going up against Stanford. I apologize. Yeah. And then Furman plus nine and a half against Louisville. Those might be my additional three ads outside of the show here that we uh, did a little lean talk. Okay. Okay. I, I Anything actually, else? I one more college football. The other college football game, Boise State, Wyoming. Seems like a few too many uh, points for the Broncos, but I, uh, I'll probably stay away. There's some money coming in on uh, on Wyoming. Boise State has just been so weird that I don't want to back them. They'll, they'll, they'll fall yeah. flat, and then they'll have a massive win uh, like they've beaten – uh, I think they beat SMU. They t- mm-hmm. they just whomped mm-hmm. on Fresno State. That's the one that slipped in my mind. They've beaten boy, uh, yep. BYU. Then they fall to Air Force. So I guess I, I think that's probably just not a team that you want to bet on their games. I guess would probably be the answer to that question. But 14 yeah. seems like a few too many. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, 14 is a shitload. Wyoming fucking sucks. Boise fucking sucks. Um, Boise's covered a few more. 6-3 and three ATS. Wyoming 2-6 and 1 ATS. Mm-hmm. But per the old model, pal. 25.6 to 25 in favor of the Wyoming Cowboys. So they're getting 0.6 points. Why to is win. the spread that deep? That's what I'm. That's makes just, no sense. That makes no yeah. sense then. So unless it's just Boise unless State it's just a, a public number because of how yeah. Boise State has been in the past and just not enough people yeah. taking stock of they're really not that good and that six and three ATS Maybe. is a little bit fucking fugazi. But I don't know. Ah. I don't I'll know. Away. Yeah, I'll that might that might yeah. Yeah, that might probably one I'm gonna stay away from too. I honestly didn't even know that was the other game on tap tonight too, is how much I glossed over that one. I think I saw those two and I was like, Oh my gosh. Fuck give me a, fuck Boise, fuck Wyoming. Oh my god. Yeah, give, uh, give me a five dollar uh South Florida Bulls and Wyoming Cowboys uh parlay, dude. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. But if uh, I'm not, right. I just wrote it down. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! I just wrote it down. USF Wyoming plus 1100 plus 435 gets you plus 6320. Hey, I'm gonna $5 have dollars gets you 320. There you go. I'm Nothing gonna have uh, get me out of this. I'm gonna have a uh, a little money line dog sprinkle because I think there's a couple of money line dogs that I took, but yeah. also that I was looking at that are probably gonna win outright. So pretty big dog on fan. Uh, we will have all of those on our action networks if we do apps. If we do end up adding anything there. Outside of that, holy cow, it's uh, about 15 minutes to the top, 20 minutes to the top Sheesh. of uh, the noon o'clock hour, my friend. We have, uh, we've have we been chit-chatting, going back and forth, left, right, and center here. Um, so let's wrap things up. A uh, couple of announcements, uh, a couple key things. We'll get you some motivation minutes. We'll get you all on out of here about your days. So first things first. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, set your calendars, alarms, everything in between. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, hit that motherfucking notification bell. It's over there. It's not over here. It's over there. Hit that some bit so you do not miss the start of this show. It is going to be Cup of Joe on campus, my friends. Tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, me and this guy over here, when we get together, we're going to talk some college football. We're going to talk some college basketball. We're going to go through all of the slates, and we're also going to sip a nice cup of joe, a black elixir with the gods, with you fine folks in the morning. Typically, um, I need more than a cup, so I might have to figure out how to uh, get the old pot live on set here, so maybe I can just be doing a little... That's exactly what I was about to say. I might have to do the exact same thing. Okay, so cup of joe on campus, 8.30 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, It is 154 collegiate games on tap tomorrow. 
um, we will probably most likely not go through every single one. We'll go a little hype, more hyperspeed. I'll be like, oh, shit, partner, we have Northwest left out University and Duke. Okay, yeah, we ain't even talking about that. Next game up on tap. Right. Like, essence of time, we'll go a little bit faster than we did last week. Yeah. Um, ended up talking with a shout-out, if he did pop in at all, our guy, Mr. Joe D'Amico, the host of Las Vegas himself, uh, was so kind to be our first guest on Wise Words, and uh, we have built since built a connection network with him, him and his lovely wife, Dion. Um, we plan on having them on uh, for an episode here of Cup of Joe on Campus. Now, they're not so much of a uh, surprise guest anymore, but when they are going to be coming on, will be the surprise. So ah. that's one thing we're going to incorporate here uh, with Cup of Joe on Campus. We'll, it'll just be me and Mags for like the first 45 minutes, hour, somewhere in there, depending. And then depending when a guest can pop on, they'll just pop on like halfway through the show. I'll be like, oh, looks like somebody has joined us. And then all of a sudden, bang, I'll throw up the next person. We'll talk some shit um, it, like it was last week. It's uh, super open floor. We're not really like sitting here like we do on our daily show like Oh, I'm taking um, I'm taking Wofford plus seven X Y A B C. It's more back and forth like we do uh, the leans on the second half of the show. So we will obviously have our picks. We will have plays that we are hammering in. We'll also have plays though that we have a ton of question marks on and plays that we're gonna tell you to stay far the fuck away from in general. So tune in tomorrow one more time. Cup of Joe on campus, 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Not available on podcast directories. Only on our Facebook. Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Where can you find all of those? In our link tree in this episode's description, my friends, all in one convenient location, or talkingtheline.com. That being said, no wise words this upcoming week. Uh, we just dropped the 10th and final episode of Season 1 featuring Donnie Wrightside Seymour this past Wednesday. Uh, absolutely electric show. Another just absolutely killer legendary guest that yeah. uh, we are just so grateful we even had the opportunity to uh, chat with. Here's to many more of those to come. DRS, shout out. Um, but be sure you guys check that out because there will be no episode this upcoming week on the 17th. So you got a little extra time to uh, go through the previous episodes, get coached up. We're all becoming better betters together. You know the drill. You know what we do. So go through next week. Check out the season ones, maybe the episodes you missed, maybe the episodes you want to go back through and watch, and then get ready for the release of episode one of season two on November the 24th. Cannot wait for our first guest. I can't even believe that he's our first guest. I, it, it just came out of nowhere. I decided to shoot a DM, follow that up with a, hey, at such and such, shot your DM, would love to have you on a show. And the son of a gun sent me back a DM almost instantaneously. And I said, oh boy, you gots to be kidding me. So then that happened. Then some other things happened. And now you know we got the first three guests of season two of Wise Words secured. So season uh, season 2, episode 1, 24th, episode 2, December the 1st, and episode 3, December the 8th. So stay tuned. Again, no episode of Wise Words, November the 17th, but the show will go on. It's not going away, just taking a one-week hiatus. Outside of that, stay tuned for my pick blog, UFC pick blog, props parlays, dropping either tonight or tomorrow morning. We got Max Blessed Holloway going up against Yair Rodriguez. Electric night of fights. Actually, a boatload more of good fights on that card, both on the main and the prelim. So I suggest you tune in for that. Still on a heater, still cooking. We might even go two and three. We might go one and four. But what I will tell you, my friends, is that I target a lot of plus money polys. 
And what the goal is, is to consistently stack the bankroll. So sometimes maybe the record's not as good, but our units are still going to be up. So if you look at, I always track it, I always put it on top. You'll see the record. We're like, well, why is the record like that? But the units are up. Just go back and check it out. We cash the plus money polys more often than not. And that's what you got to target here in the UFC. Because a lot of times... The money lines are just no value at all. You got minus 700 plus 600, and that underdog's probably not going to win. So you got to get a little more niche than that. And sometimes the niche market's pretty hard to try and select somebody to get knocked out by or to win by knockout or something else. So I'm getting better. Found a new website, all UFC and MMA odds. So your boy oh, yeah. is starting to level up his game. Stay tuned. Mags extra cheddar dropping Sunday when the pack play the Seahawks 325. Is it a 305, 325 start? I believe so. I, I think it so. is too. 325 starts, so that'll be out uh, sometime early afternoon. And then uh, a couple other blogs we're working on in the background, a little additional content. So stay tuned right here to the daily show or just keep popping in to talkingtheline.com or follow us on Twitter at talkingtheline or Instagram at talking underscore the underscore line or on Facebook at talking the line sports media. You will stay up to date with everything late breaking. Outside of that, partner, seems about like a show. Seems I have one more duty that I need to complete. Anything else that uh, I have not discussed, laid out, deliberated about, or anything in between, my friend? Not too much, dude. The only uh, news that I'm seeing here is... Uh Bruce Arians announced that Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and Rashard Robinson are all out for Sunday's game in mm. or against Washington. Don't know if it's in or against Washington. Uh, and that's about it. No other crazy news. Nothing okay. going on. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't seem uh, any too thing, anything too crazy. Looks like T.Y. Hilton might be back for the old Indianapolis Colts this upcoming okay. week. Uh, Riverboat Ron, nothing too major from him. And then, yeah, nothing else uh, all too major. No, Still no Curtis Samuel for uh, Washington, man. Yep. That's brutal. Man, he can't get on the damn field to save his life right now. Ooh, um, actually. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Saints are preparing game plan Sunday versus without Alvin Kamara? Oh, no. Oh, no. Mark Ingram, if you can, and he's only rostered 73% of leagues per my guy. Uh that's very interesting, man. I don't know what, uh, I really don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Wow. That dude with the plus two and a half, that really freaking scares me, man. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do now, dude. Like, yeah, cause it's like, I like Mark Ingram, but that changes like, that changes their whole style of offense. Yeah, it really does, man. Ooh, it really, really does. I still does. like it. I do too. I think I do. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens, what comes from it. Um, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh, man, that plus two and a half really worries me now. Okay, um, well, outside of that, anything else you need to deliberate about, talk about, discuss, anything in between? No, sir, I don't believe so. You might be really pissed off when you get off did of this show here, it? partner. Did you you better believe it? I did. Come on, you know I'm the master of disguise, baby. You know the whole slow, time dude. I was on my phone, that's what I was thing. doing. Skabow! 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 He gets him. He replaces Michael Carter. And now, folks, things are looking up from the side of the screen over here. I don't know. I'm not going to put the cart the in front one? of the horse. Fucking day, my Boom. fantasy app. Boom. I mean, the volume Boom. on this fantasy app because of that <laughs> notification has to be absurd. I've never had a damn problem with this damn app. And the moment I actually needed an emergency, I saw your eyes. I was like, is she doing the same thing I'm doing right now? And, oh, I think yeah, everybody knew that we were both like, doing oh, no, the same. Oh, no. <laughs> you know Damn what? It. I dropped 
so I don't think the Raiders. I think the Raiders because I dropped the Raiders defense because I was like I fucked up and I I fucked up and I let one of our guys take the Saints defense. I glossed over that the Saints defense were on waivers and I picked up the Raiders just because they've had good blitz. Good. I'm like, well, that's gonna be insane. (laughs) Well, they're dropped now because who gives a shit if the Panthers do? Okay, well, hey, maybe this is, maybe this is crazy, but. Who knows? Because now, now though, also at the same time, partner, does that not play even more into the, oh my gosh, now Alvin Kamara's out and this is only at minus two? Like, I just feel like it plays we'll see, even I more I mean, if that. there's some line movement, maybe, I don't know. But yeah. uh, I still like it. Yeah, I don't think it changes everything completely, but it doesn't help. Maybe it's, no. maybe it's. I mean, for my fucking fantasy's sake, I hope that it's uh, bullshit and Alvin Kamara's good to go. Yeah, I yeah, I really hope I didn't just like fucking jump off the deep end with all of that and drop a, a much I mean, better you defense, the Raiders than, defense. Yeah, I mean it's not fucking terrible, but by That's the same terrible. token, two Panthers against the Cardinals, they could fucking have negative. You got very, the Panthers defense. Yeah, it could be very very easily negative day going against Arizona. So just, just cool your Jets over there, pal. No, don't worry. That was so funny. That was because I knew what you were doing too, and I was like, I just got to keep acting Stupid like I'm talking ad. about my best got bet. We'll just keep it moving. No, nope. <laughs> I fucking know. I know. <laughs> I love it. If you didn't know, kids, we're playing each other in fantasy this week, and it's been hot all it's week long. Win. It's a, uh, win. It's a must, must win. win. Must win. I lose. I'm out of, uh, out of the playoffs, guaranteed. Um, he needs to just to k- continue to keep pace with the guys who are in the upper echelon of the division right now. And I'm not buried, but it's not a good. It wouldn't be a good. That would I'd be in a hole to climb out of. Yeah, that would I be lost. insane if AK is out though. So yeah, then. If AK is out, you definitely got to look at some line movement. You definitely got to uh, just be a little bit tentative on that plus two and a half. But then again, I still think it's kind of the setup line. All that being said, there you go. There you have it. Talk about a cherry on top of the proverbial podcast Sunday. Well, actually, that was the whipped cream. I got a little cherry to toss on top here now. So final segment of the day, my friends, is my motivation minutes <laughs> all right you fucking slick. oh yeah you know best bets uh, yeah. last but certainly not least my friends <laughs> my motivation minutes of the day now i told you i, I uh, promised you guys that at least one time a week if not two time a week i would honor the late great legendary coach john wooden we are during college basketball season I do not think his name gets brought up near enough as it used to or near enough as it needs to because some of his lifeisms, if you will, are just bar none. And the fact that they don't get said all too much anymore just kind of blows my mind. And he's one of the first collegiate coaches I ever like really resonated with and connected with because one of my middle school coaches loved him, got me turned on to him, his quotes. Since I was like 12 years old, I've been doing this. So a little bit of background for you. But... Another one of my favorite quotes from him, short, sweet, real brief perspective from me, because this one don't need a whole lot of explaining, but today's John Wooden quote of the day, make each day your masterpiece. Make each day your masterpiece. And my head went to one one location, and I'm going to give you a visual to kind of have this. You got your paint easel, you got your paints all over it, and you got your brush, and you got a million different colors all over this thing, right? And you could put a little bit of little bit of that on there, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But if you start mixing too much together, before you know it, you're just going to have a black canvas. There's going to be a bunch of colors all mixed in, all nonsense all over the place. 
So the key is in order to make each day your masterpiece and paint a beautiful canvas every single day is everything in moderation, everything in balance. If you're gonna put a little green, just put a little green and then step away, take a minute, take a breath. Do we really need to put more blue? And I know this is all little, but it's a little something to get you guys in a rabbit hole, a little something to start thinking about. And as you especially go throughout um, the weekend here, I think another perspective you can look at this from is one of the key words in there. Make each day your masterpiece. Not your parents, not your friends, not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend. For you ladies who tune in, we appreciate the hell out of you. Um, not your job, not anything. It's your masterpiece. So start making the decisions to control your masterpiece, control your life, paint the canvas as you want to see it, but be sure not to mix too many doggone colors in there or shit just might get a little weird. So for today's Motivation Minutes, my friends, short, sweet, and simple, a little bit of thought-provoking rabbit holes for you from the legendary coach John Wooden. Make each day your masterpiece. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day. I like that one, my man. That's a good uh, Friday. Uh, going into the weekend one, UCLA, John Wooden playing tonight. Obviously, we're fading the hell out of them. But, you but, know. Hey, but hey, that's all right. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't bite us in the ass and totes, if you do say, uh, do say so myself. But my friends, there you go. I will continue to honor the late, great John Wooden with uh, at least two, because uh, I think you can find quotes for him all day long. So um, at least two John Wooden quotes per week here while we are in the college basketball season. I don't know if you could find more quotes from anyone in New. the sports world and in, in the history of the sports world. Vince Lombardi's my other guy that I love, mm -hmm. and I think John Wooden, as far as volume, he's got more quotes than anybody, I think, unless I'm blanking even, on some. And even quotes so. that you probably use right now Oh yeah, are quotes made from him, and you wouldn't even know it was him, and they are his, and like that's why it just makes me so mad because it's just like, <laughs> like we got to start going back to honoring Coach Wood, man, because he mm -hmm. he did he did a lot for this space of motivation and inspiration, and and a lot of the guys that are professionals in the industry. I'm just a, a goofball that shares some things with you guys that helped me survive this thing called life. They got and start to get their stuff from him, so. And I figure it's the least I can do is uh, give a little bit of honor to uh, an absolute legend. So we'll continue to do so. And that officially does it. My Motivation Minutes. That looks like an episode of the TTL Pod, partner. Holy Sheesh. shit. Two hours on a fucking Friday. You know it's always jam-packed. You know it's always insane. We try and keep it tight. But when you got to go through a Friday set of picks, now it's crazy. I had six. Mags had three. We had the special play. We had to get through the primetime puppy parlay. We didn't even have a Moneyline dice roll because we had no. to get into the NFL picks. That even took time. We had to recap all of that. Then we talked about some leans. Went back and forth. Dove into some rabbit holes. We fucking secured Mark Ingram out of free agency out of nowhere in the waiver wires. A lot of things happened on today's Alvin. show. A lot of things happened. And honestly, man, I would trade losing that plus two and a half ticket just to get the fucking win over you, I man. I would. You would I would. So, friends, feel free to fade if anything kind of happens. Keep an eye on my Twitter uh, at uh, Colt TTL Sports. Forgot what my fucking handle was. It's right over there. <laughs> it's right over there. <laughs> All right. All that being said, uh, we'll keep you updated. We'll see. But yeah, that's uh, where my mind would be. So, for now, my friends. It's time to let y'all go on out of here. It's about the top of the hour. So one final time, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. 
four and one for myself and Max. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 162 of the TTL pod. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it each and every single day that you decide to do so from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to continue chasing our dream and passion and share those dreams and passions with you guys. Thank you for your time and for your energy and spending it with us. We appreciate you, and we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans, a terrific start to your weekend filled with nothing but good old-fashioned ticket cashing, and last but certainly not least, get this weekend's best bets locked in so you can say right with me and my partner at the end of every show, let's cash some tickets.